internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. My name is Patrick. You're listening to the spoiler cast. That's right. The long, long awaited episode. There's no number for this one. It's a spoiler cast. Get ready for a romping good time through Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Joining me on this exceptionally fast travel through this lounge, Seth and Steve. Say hi, everyone. Hello, hello, hola, ciao, and bonjour. Hello, I have put a spoiler onto my ass so I don't get enough lift when I'm driving fast. Hey, that rhymes. All right. That's funny. Wow, those those went in completely different directions. Uh, Seth, gotta ask, how many times did you practice that in the mirror? None. I, I just wrote it on a notepad and just winged it. Did you have a fallback plan if you fucked it up partway? Absolutely not. I would have just had to live with the shame. Okay, cool. Um, I would have fixed it in post. So, uh, a question. We'll, we'll start with the question for Seth, actually. Um, obviously, there are three people here. One of us, uh, one, one of us is missing. Uh, an imposter among us, perhaps. Uh, Josh. Couldn't, couldn't be here. Um, the question for you, Seth, is uh, throwback to the tier list that we made. Uh, is there a particular tier that you think Josh would not be in? I'd not, not be in. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely wouldn't be in. He's here. Yeah, that's, that's sort of what I was thinking. Uh, is there a particular tier that you think he would fit in? Probably blatantly racist. Okay, good. No, I'm just making sure we're on the same page. No, good, good on you. Good on you. Yeah, same, same, same wavelength. Same wavelength. Um, this is the, uh, I guess, technically second time we're going to try and do a more spoiler casty style episode. So, uh, Round the Lounge, gone, banned, out the window for this week. Um, if you want to listen to the Round the Lounge and news section, go to basically every other episode we've done. I think the only other one that we did was Arceus, which has been uh, lost into the void. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. It's um, on a broken hard drive disk, never to be recovered. I thought it was in someone's ass. Yes. Oh, sorry. Pokemon Legends colon Arceus, because I know you made such a there big we fucking go. deal about that. Because it's up to... someone's colon. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Uh, got him. Uh, cool. So why don't we, why don't we preface this? Because uh, this will be the first spoiler cast that people can actually listen to, uh, at least until uh, we, <laughs> at least until we try this round two, with probably better, uh, better format. But hey, that hasn't stopped us before. Why would it stop us now? Why don't we, instead of the Run the Lounge segment, just give maybe like a minute sort of uh, overall impression and then we'll and then we'll go through some some talking points and get some discussion going. But uh, Steve, starting with you, is there like a way that you could summarize your thoughts on Scarlet Violet in like a minute ish? Um, I'll you know what? I'll give it to you in five seconds. I really liked it. OK. Is there something else you want to do with the last 55? Uh, no, no, but not yet. Anyway, um, it, my thoughts are too complex and. Uh, nuance to get more than um, five seconds. So let's just say I really liked it. And you know what? I think that's it, fellas. Wrap her up. We're done. Yeah, cool. Easy spoiler cast. Fastest spoiler cast of our lives. Um, we should probably also hint at where we are up to within Pokemon as context for where we are coming from with whatever opinions, uh, views. Actually, um, question for Seth. As the editor, should we be disclaiming that the uh, opinions of the co-hosts of their own and in no way represent the view of uh, Fast Travel Lounge, the entity, sponsored by Krispy Kreme? You know what? No. I think that by the end of this, we have to come up with a decisive decision on what we as a group think of the game. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to have to take you aside for real sick, uh, for, for a quick sec. Uh, we've done like 70 episodes. When the fuck has that ever happened? Never. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> I hate that idea. <laughs> no, because this is a, a very special, everyone's talking about this game all at once. I feel like we should do that. And that has to include, you know, for, for the sake of uh, Josh not being here, we have to make sure that his opinion is covered as well. So we decide what he thinks of that game. 
Cool. Uh, quick question, Seth. Uh, did did you mean to just lock the 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 door of the room that I'm in? Is that? Uh, now I see the windows are shutting as well. Is this is this your doing? Are you? Is this a, a lock them in the room until we come up with an opinion type thing? Like they're getting two two dogs acclimatized to each other? Yeah, no, you know, you just ignored a gun that's in the middle of the room as well. The one that's slowly rotating in in my in my direction. Yeah, yeah, that one. Just just pay it no mind. Cool. I'm just gonna shuffle around a couple degrees. Okay. Right. Um. Cool. Well, you you liked it, Steve. Uh, Seth, your your sort of minute long thoughts and where you got up to. Actually, sorry, Steve. Where where did you end up uh, with with Scarlet Violet? You finished it, yeah? Yeah, I completely finished it. Um, as of about three hours ago, I've completed the Pokedex as well. Um, so I'm very 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 chuffed about that. Uh, so as soon as well, now I'll focus on getting a living Dex ready. So when Pokemon Home comes out, it goes in. There you are. That's it. And if it's been a single more second more playing, um, a very good game. Sweet. We have lots to expand on in there. Seth, uh, what about you? Yeah, so I haven't finished the Pokédex. I've got about 50 Pokémon left, less than that. Most of them are going to be Violet exclusive stuff or stuff that I have the final forms of and need to breed for the uh, the baby versions of them. But no, I've done basically everything else that the game has to offer, and I think it's good, albeit the Switch is holding it back so much. I have some thoughts mm. about that, but let's... let's uh... Let's talk about that later. What about you, Patrick? Thanks for yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah no. no. Thanks. Thanks. Thank, thanks for putting up what I was laying down, Steve. Um. I. Uh. It's funny. I finished the game. Uh. I'm probably a month ago now. Uh. Finished it the fastest out of all of us. Uh. Put it down and basically haven't picked it up again. I am 300 ish out of 400 on the Pokedex. Got to the credits. Did basically all the end game content. I'm assuming as like as far as I can tell the. The only things that I have left to do are six-star raids, but uh, I just have a strong dislike for people in general at the moment, uh, and collecting the, the rest of the Pokedex. So uh, I guess we're all in a similar spot, which is good. Um, one final thing that I want to quickly pull the group on, uh, what until, like, it, it may, it may, like, Scarlet Violet may be your favorite game now, but until you played Scarlet Violet, what was your favorite Pokemon game? Just so that people can see. Uh, which of us have the trashiest of tastes? Uh, I'll go first. Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, favorite games. Mm. Man, even over Emerald? Even over Emerald. What about that Battle Frontier? Yeah, so as sore as I am over that, thank you. Um, it's now going... <laughs> there's, there's a Pokemon legend going straight into my colon thinking about <laughs> that. Um, but uh, yeah, even even with the Battle Frontier included, I loved what they did with Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. Uh, admittedly, that does hinge on having played Gen 3, and a lot of that is the, the nostalgia glasses, but I, I will stand by that. Oh, so. no, no, no. I'm going to interrupt you on that one. I think oh, Omega boy. Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are really up there. They're not my favorites, but I think they're fantastic games, and I haven't played Gen 3 originally as nostalgia. I just think they're really strong games in general. So you're okay with that much water? I am 100% okay with that much water. In fact, I think IGN are cowards and there should be more water. <laughs> Underwater level, go. Um, no, fair enough. Uh, Seth, what other, okay, so it's high up on your list, ORS, but um, what, what would your favorite Pokemon game be before, or it, it could even be Scarlet, Scarlet Violet? I think I'm going to go with Pokemon Black and White 1. I really like the additions that Black and White 2 do to, to the post game. But as just a general running through the game from start to finish, I really enjoy Black and White 1 the most. And I really liked uh, Game Freak's decision at the time to just go, you know what, we're throwing out the national decks until the post game. Go and learn to love new Pokemon. Because I see so many people like, 
I always fall back on my favorite Pokemon and it's like, no, it's it's a new region. Make new favorites. And the game forcing you to do that was a really good move. Cool. Uh, and Steve? I, okay, so my take is maybe a bit controversial and a bit jaded as I've gone on. I would have said um, Diamond, like Diamond and Pearl, or even Platinum, because that really fixed a lot of things. But playing last year, the remake of Diamond and Pearl, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, I think it <laughs> oh, no. might have changed it. <laughs> it went the oh, other no. way. <laughs> yeah, time has not been good to those games. And I did have to go and replay it when I was doing my living decks about four or five years ago. And maybe because I played Platinum, it was, it was a bit different than actually going back and playing Gen 4 itself. But I'd probably say Black and White as well. Those are fantastic. I think my big problems with Gen 4 are probably a lot of the quality of life stuff that do get fixed up later. Like HM usage? HM usage, repeatable TMs, uh, Pokemon placement as well. There's like, what, seven or eight good Generation 4 Pokemon, which is There's like there. three fire types in the whole game, right? Like two. Um, two, and one Jesus. A, and one of them is a Gen 1 Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I do the other really, one's an oven. Yeah, that's true as well. Um, <laughs> can't even get that until Platinum. Yeah. Uh, it, it does a lot of good things, but... Yeah, black and white one, I think, is probably my favorite. Okay, cool. I'm glad that we have such a diverse range of opinions. Steve, next time, if someone says you're one, just say something else. I'll just say Gen 4 next time. No, just go with gold <laughs> and silver. You know you want I'm not to. Gonna, I'm not going to say that. He said best, not worst. Now, now, come on. Red, blue, and yellow exist. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Anyone, anyone want to uh, anyone want to step into the mind of a sociopath and try and think of what Josh's favorite uh, gen would have been? Gen 7. No, no, I think his might actually be Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver. I'm pretty sure it is too, actually. So, yeah. so Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, I put on a different category than Gold, Silver, Crystal. Because it's, uh, it is still a different game from the originals. It's a lot better game than the originals. It, it suffers from the same problems, but it does a, lot, uh, a couple of things a bit better. But then at the same time, um, I reckon his favorite game is Gen 7. <laughs> I, think, I think specifically uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, right? Yeah, actually, I specifically. So specifically, you play a normal sun, and then two days later, you play ultra sun. And it's like, wow, this is the same fucking game. So you know that gun that was pointing at Patrick before? When Steven was going <laughs> on his tirade about Gen 2, it was starting to point to him. But now it's going back to you, Patrick. Yeah, I, I, I did notice that. I, I am starting to sweat a little bit more. Uh, but hopefully we can swiftly move on before the gun manages to rotate all the way around to shoot me and my dumb opinions in the face. Uh, so, uh, Scarlet Violet obviously came out a month ago. We meant to do this. A month ago. Also a month, a, a month ago. Anyway, set, so this is Gen, we're up to Gen 9 now, yeah? Gen yeah, 9. Yeah, this is Gen 9. Sweet. The Paldea region. So why don't we start with people's thoughts on the story of the game? That seems like a, a logical place to start this off. Uh, I'll kick the discussion off with, there wasn't really one. <laughs> there kind of was, but okay, okay. I'm going to break this up a little bit. So we've got the game advertised three storylines. And so you get the normal gym challenge, which there's no story. It's just you going through the gym and meeting all the gym leaders, which I do think are great characters this time around. Like they give them a little bit more time to breathe and like introduce them as characters through like their gym challenges or just being... Uh, like their little bits of dialogue and they get a little bit at the end of the game to like kind of flesh them out a little bit extra which you don't usually get so gym leaders in this really good they're more fleshed out as characters but it's not really a story for the gym challenge then you get uh, the team star stuff which 
I thought was a really good story. Like you kind of see where it's going, uh, but seeing it literally through this to- is the first sec- the first second of like um, the team side thing. I'm like, I know exactly what happens here, and everything turned yeah. out to be right. Um, yeah. but it's, not, it's not saying it's bad. It's just predictable. Yeah, it's predictable, but it does it in a nice way. And I think the ending cap off is really nice for that. We'll like we'll discuss it a bit more, but I'm just kind of doing quick, quick breakdown. I, I just I, I just I just slot something in here. I realized that while we called this a spoiler cast, I didn't explicitly state this. Uh, there will be spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> so if if the name wasn't clear, uh, feel free to either finish the game or listen and then pretend to be surprised when you're playing it in front of people and you're going through it organically. So, okay, cool. Just had to get the, the official disclaimer out of the way when we're already fucking 15 minutes into this thing, but figure it's better later than never. Uh, better late than never, which also applies to Josh if he randomly shows up during this, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Anyway, Seth, continue. Sorry. Yeah, and then we get to the Titan one, which is where I feel like the bulk of the story kind of happens as you're Agreed. going through. And then following through that, the Titan story actually goes into a fourth storyline that happens after you clear all three of those and i think overall like the titan through to the end game story is some really good shit and so you know what's even funnier about that the fact that the way i played the game the way that pokemon you know this was not the way pokemon or god intended the game to be played but i went and did all the titans first uh and so then i started the uh fourth storyline where they say you know we just need to collect um i don't remember what the line is but it's like we need we need a really strong trainer. It was like, gee, wonder who that's going to be. Yeah. We need someone who can uh, help provide support and logistics. And we need a brilliant technical mind. And the dumbest part is that because you're already speaking to... Oh, man, this is terrible. It's been so long since I've played it. I've actually forgotten all their names. Arvin. Yeah. You're so you're speaking to, to Arvin. Yeah. Your rival's name is... Nemona. Nemona and... Nemona. Uh, oh, yeah. It's Nemona, not Nemona. I don't know how to fucking pronounce you. Who knows? There's no voice acting. I, I, I would have said Nemona. Yeah, true. Uh, that, we're going to get to that. Um, and then, and then Penny, uh, as, as the, the, um, I guess the head of, of Team Star. So the thing is, I finished the Titan storyline first and your two dialogue options in response to Arvin is, uh, let's recruit Nimona or, uh, do you think Penny will help us? And so I, without (laughs) having done any of the other storylines, see those two and go, wait a sec. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, the, um, the uh, Nimona one is fine because he says we need a champion level trainer and you start off the game knowing she's a champion level trainer. That's fine. But But it's it's the second one that's like, it's the second one, which I don't know about you, but it felt like they were trying to make it seem like a, a storyline that had a surprise twist in the end. Uh, unfortunately the surprise twist was announced on the box (laughs) in my case, which, um, Really, really put a different spin on it because everyone's going, oh, I wonder who it is. I wonder how the story is unfolding. And meanwhile, my fucking character, my mute character is just sitting there knowing how all the dots join together. So the story uh, did not play out the way Pokemon or God intended it to for me. Uh, and I think it was worse as a result. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that happens as well, because I'm pretty sure the Team Star one is the last one you're meant to finish as like a level requirement thing. I think Emmy is her name, the fighting team star leader. She's the, the wrestling highest... lady. Yeah, yeah. I really like wrestling. her as well. She's she's a great design, but um, I think she's the highest level requirement before the Elite Four. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember, but I, I think so, yeah. The way that I see it is this is essentially three distinct stories and they come together as a whole. And that's why I, I think it probably works in favor 
Like if there was a, if this game is more linear and it was like you'd be doing something and it's like, oh no, a Titan's there. Like just after you beat the gym, I think it'd be a lot more intrusive. But because it's, we'll probably get into it about later with the open world, but because the, op- the world is open and you can do essentially whatever you want, whenever you want. That's kind of how I played it though. I, um, I did a couple of gyms and then I'd hit up a Titan or a Team Star base and I kind of progressed all of the stories along roughly at the same time. Yeah, and and that that is probably the happy path to playing the story. And I think if if I was to go back through the game and play it that way, that would have been the best for the kind of delivery of the story. The problem is, is the problem that I think uh, happens is that because they have three main stories, it's it's not like um, think about like I would say Skyrim as an example, but I actually haven't finished Skyrim even with all the different versions available to me. Um, still waiting to play it on my smart fridge. Uh, with Oblivion, for example, there's the main quest line, and then there's the open world. And so I went and did basically everything in the game, and then started on the main quest line. And because of how I leveled up, the, the main quest line was way too hard. I was way too young to figure out what I was doing wrong, and so I gave up. <laughs> but the point, but the point is, Pokemon has treated all three story directions as the main story. And so it's not like there's this obvious main story that you do, and then the side stories that you kind of fill up on it's that most of the story is delivered through the titans and so i got all of the story basically out of the way at the start and so then the rest of it is me just gallivanting through paldea and that doesn't work if you only have major storylines available like there's no there's no Mm. real kind of side story to it and so to get to the end of one of them being the Titans one, and then it's saying, "Oh, you want to continue? You want more story? Just finish the other main story quests as well, and then and then you can get more story." It just seems like if they wanted to do open world better, that they shouldn't treat everything that you could do in the open world as a a gate to the next thing. Do you know what I mean? It's only a gate to the last thing, in my opinion. Anyway, like it seems like it's a if you do one all the way, it's probably that's not how it wants you to play it, which is unfair to be honest. If you treat it as side quests, if you're treating any of those different ones as side things, the game obviously doesn't like that. It treats it as three things you have to unlock to get the the final thing. The yes. post- and I, I guess this is probably a, a larger question on is after you complete those three main quests, is that the real main quest or is that post game? I think that's the ending of the game. So, so when, so when credits roll is when you think the game should end or at the end of the three storylines before the fourth one? No, is at, where the the end, end. at the end of the fourth one, when the credits yeah, that, roll, that, that yeah. is like act three of the story. That is like actually the ending. Everything else leading up to that is kind of like act one. So your journey is like act one, each, um, <laughs> the hero's journey. Yeah. Each um, ending of those paths is kind of act two. If you like put them as one big chunk. And then, like, the fourth storyline is, like, the ending act three. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's that's an entirely valid way of of, of seeing it. My my, uh, issue is that the game, because the game lets you do all three, there's no guardrails to, like, there's there's no, um, it sounds like a weird complaint, but it's like, because the game lets me get away with it, it then becomes a challenge to play it that way, knowing that it's not the happy path. It's it's like an efficiency uh, thing. Like, okay, no, um, I see, I see, no, I see where you're getting at now. Yeah, yeah. So so I would be okay with 
the game like i i will be completely upfront i basically just soft reset until i bet the fifth titan i was way too under leveled and i picked the fire starter that's not a good combo for taking on um was it Dondozo and yeah. um, the sushi one? <laughs> uh, Tatsugiri or whatever its name is. Yeah, and whatever the correct name is here, Seth will put it in post. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. You're welcome, Patrick. <laughs> no, note to future me, don't do that and make him look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, note to future me, fire future Seth. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, the game incentivized me to play it that way because the game said, oh, you've beaten, you've beaten a Titan Pokemon? you get a mobility upgrade that fundamentally alters the way that you interact with the map. Yeah, and you kind of want to get all of those so you can move exactly. around the map a lot that, easier. That's the problem. If if I hit Dondozo and I knew that the reward for Titan Pokemon was... Uh, let's, let's even say more story. Let's say, let's say, hypothetically, we invert the Starbase and the Titans as how the story plays out. I would not try as hard as I did to beat something I was clearly underleveled for if I knew that the reward was story, because it doesn't matter when I hit that story, it doesn't change how I play the game. Knowing that I get mobility upgrades from one of the stories immediately changes the efficiency calculus for how I want to approach the rest of the game. Very, very true. Uh, that, that I do count as a problem with how they designed the game, because the game shouldn't force me into making that choice, which is Weird to say from a meta thing because I was the one in control of that and I could have gone and done anything else. But the moment I stopped wanting to go after Titan Pokemon, it's okay, but what's the next mobility upgrade? Is there something that would stop me from getting that item I can see up on that cliff there? Blah, 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 blah. The benefits you get from the Titan Pokemon farly outweigh the benefits of anything else. So why would you do everything else? Like it's almost like it's like it's dangling the carrot, but you yeah. can just keep going. You can just pick up the carrot and then pick up the next carrot. Like it's not, yeah. The only th- Counter argument is the leveling, uh, and you probably if you do encounter a Titan Pokemon that's a bit too level, uh, the game probably assumes oh maybe do some other things and then come back. But yeah, and they also want you to do the gyms so that say uh, you get you're able to level up, it catch higher level Pokemon. But yeah, at the same that, time, that one did bite me in the ass. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, it's like it's they only stop listening to you if that you've put them over this level. If you've trained them up, then it's you're safe. So you could just power level a bunch of Pokemon up to level 50 to take on that final Titan and you'd be fine, kind of. Oh, I didn't realize that was the distinction because that, that was exactly my position. I ended up sending out Veluzia, Veluza? Yeah, Veluza. Uh, Veluza, fish. Oh, he's a uh, one. That's mad yeah, yeah. one. So, so I, uh, I caught it at a level because I did the Titans first and then Jim second at a level that it would not listen to me on. Um, Tatsugiri sitting there on like one HP and Veluz is just like, I don't know. I kind of don't want to listen to you right now. And it's like, I'm down to just my Veluza. Everyone else is dead. It just needs to do any attack. Just, it just needs like, it, it just needs to, uh, like gently push it over and it will die. And I failed because Veluza just refused to listen to me. So that did bite me in the ass, but that was still... Again, because I knew I could do it, I just needed better, I guess, luck <laughs> with it listening to me. Uh, it still made more sense to just keep trying it to get the last mobility upgrade, which, after having gotten it, was worth it because it meant that I could do, I could actually do anything on the map that I came to when I was exploring the rest of it. Yeah, no, because doing that last one, I think, gives you swimming, and there's so uh, many. No, other way around. Uh, last one is rock climb or like wall climb. Yeah, swimming oh, is right, the yes, second yeah, one. Yeah. Bombardier, I think. 
Um, that bird no, stalk I, thing. I think you get a big jump then. No, no, it's, oh, it's... Yeah, no, they're all tied to which Titan you beat, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not in order of, like, oh, the first one's going to be this, the second one's going to be this. It's like... Yeah, yeah, no, because I didn't get this. swimming for a little while. I think that was the fourth one I got. Oh, fuck, that would have been frustrating, guys. I think that was, like, the first one I got, and I just accidental. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think the only way to kind of have fixed that problem is if instead of um, tying the movement abilities to finishing the Titans, they rather did it as... um. You've cleared X amount of challenges throughout the game, so here's a movement upgrade. Yeah. At that point, yeah. I don't know what you do with the Herba Mystica as like your incentive to go through them, because the movement abilities were the incentive to go and take out the Titans. They'd have to think of something else. It, it doesn't true, have to give the, you anything. Herba, it's the sake of progression, like a, that. That and and I'd also say that the Herba Mystica, like um. Uh, the story with Arvin, yes, it revolved around the Herba Mystica, but you could completely remove the Herba Mystica link with uh, your legendary, and that's still a compelling. Like my my favorite it's part still of the a story, compelling story is, yeah, yeah, is is Arvin's story, and that that was great, and it was a shame that I got it out of the way immediately. But that I I don't think that's necessarily an issue. Uh, having to tie Herba Mystica to the to the movement options, I think. Yeah, because I think Team Star doesn't really give you anything except. TM materials. Yeah. Yeah, and it gives you a couple of TMs that you can actually buy in that shop for League Point. Yeah, yeah, um, that too. Yeah. Mm. Well, do we want to use that as a, a good pivot to actually exploring the world? I think so. I'm, I'm basic. Oh, I, I guess we're not quite yet because we should, we should touch on what the fourth storyline is. We've kind of uh, danced yes, about it. Down, down, danced the other three. But, um, we, we haven't even really line. touched on what the actual stories of each three of them are. We, we've just kind of danced around them. Ah, that's true. Right, but it's also this is also coming from the context of a spoiler cast, right? This is this is probably for people who played it. I don't think we need to rehash out everything that happens. True, uh, true. It's it's somewhat our our thoughts and opinions having played through it and and what that results in. But I guess if you wanted to give a quick rundown of the three, you're you're welcome to. No, it's fine. We can we can go ahead. I I cool. do want so I do want to like full on spoil something that happens in the fourth storyline though that I thought was really cool. You might as well do that now because we're talking about fourth storyline. No, no, because it's right at the end, so we might as well just go, like, quick rundown what the fourth storyline is first. Okay, cool. So the fourth storyline, once you've finished everything, you get to go to the Midnight Zone. Sorry, the Twilight Zone. Uh, the big crater in the, the, in the fucking middle of the map that everyone's yeah, yeah. like, whoa, man, don't go there. I'm like, fuck, I really Whoa, Okay, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, the entire game, they just spend the entire time going, you know, Area Zero is off limits. People fucking die there. Which is amazing because I guess no one dies anywhere else in Pokemon ever. Well, uh, well, yeah, that's towards the end. Like, I get the feeling that we're going to touch on that as well. But it, it's obvious. Well, for me, and maybe this is just because I'm a three thousand IQ person that's played <laughs> Pokemon before. Like, what the it's wrinkled like when, of brains? Um, <laughs> the wrinkliest brain. You think is a hundred years old? Uh, like the second they said in the first ten minutes, "Whoa, Area Zero is dangerous. Don't go there." And I'm like, "Okay, post game. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see them soon." <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's going to be the end it, of the game. But but it makes sense from like a the world building. Like I think they say it, it's like okay, cool. You guys all go on your treasure hunt, enjoy it. Um, don't fucking go to Area Zero. Yeah, we, yeah which should make sense. Like, they've got a duty of care to tell the kids don't go into that place. It's like got got the Pokemon level sixty, and you've got like a starter that's like level six at this point. You get flogged. Yeah, like it's just a. 
But then, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things like they need to say it for world building. But like as the player, it was like, well, all right, I'll see them soon. That's obviously going to be the last step of the game. Yeah, I, I did kind of like it as world building, though, because that so that to me is a similar thing as like I, I don't buy that that's a valid criticism because that's the same way that Gen 1, I think lets you see the start of uh, either Victory Road or Pokemon League. I forget which one. And there's just a dude blocking it and they're just like, yo, you- Show me your badges, yeah. <laughs> listen, yeah, listen up, chump. You're going to die if you go this way. Or um, same thing with uh, Cape, wait, Cape of Origin. Uh, the guy protecting Mewtwo by, I think, Cerulean. Oh, the Cerulean Cave. Yeah. And the, and the guy's just like, yo, there's this crazy powerful Pokemon in here. Uh, he, will, he will fuck you up if, you, if you're not ready. So yeah, I, that, I, I put it all in true. the same sort of boat. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. I think it's just more of a... It's probably a meeting, actually, the more I think about it. It's a meeting. It's, it, no, no, it's, it's, it's kind of valid in the sense that they keep harping on about it rather than saying, oh, yeah, no, if you go to, if you go to Area Zero, you die, and then never bring it up again. You're just like, ooh, that's ominous. But it's the fact that they keep hammering it, like, whatever you do. Yeah, I also don't true. feel like they really harp on it throughout the entire game. It's just right at the very beginning when they're setting up the game. They're Disagree. just like... Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm forgetting some parts, but yeah, it's like at the very beginning. Yeah. They say it numerous times. Yeah. And there's a, there's a bunch of books. If you, if you explore like the, uh, the, the, not the library, but like the sort of the central area of where the school is. The lobby. The lobby. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it's called, actually. Um, if you explore that, there's like a bunch of books that like talk about the Paradox Pokemon and they're in Area Zero. And there's this explanation that went to Area Zero and like everybody got like, one person got like mortally wounded, so they had to sort of like call it early. Speaking yeah. of fucking books, when they give you the story oh book, oh my god, yeah. and it's in your key items, oh. I immediately oh. wanted to read it. And same, and the the game's just like, oh yeah, there's some interesting dialogue and pictures <laughs> you, in you here. You flick through it's, this book. It's like, yeah, great, thanks. I wanted to read the law book. <laughs> And then, and then, meanwhile, the game decides that it shouldn't flesh out the key item that holds, like, the, the, the history of all of the mysteries and secrets surrounding Area Zero. But, God forbid you don't have to attend, like, 25 fucking classes with full-on fleshed-out cutscenes where, where people teach you the dumbest shit. Oh, I actually went and uh, did uh, all of those as they were popping up, so I didn't have a, as bad of a grind as you did. And yeah, see, I, I did the, uh, the, the, cram, the cram at 2 a.m. before the test type study session where you just go through every lesson beforehand and that that's how i know that they keep harping on about f-zero um f-zero god damn it area zero area zero, area zero for too long because every second or third teacher is just like oh yeah so here's how to do basic math also stay the fuck away from area zero i feel like that's just a history teacher that does that but maybe i'm wrong on that no you're probably right it's just because all of like i did all of the classes <laughs> at once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did not see the outside of the school for multiple in-game days. <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably just because history was bleeding through the rest of them. Speaking of the um, school, though, like actually having all of the teachers as fleshed out characters that you kind of do persona style social links with and get their stories on. That was also really fun. It was, but to return to the fourth storyline for a quick sec, just because um, conscious of time and the fact that we're going to end up tangenting ten, ten, fuck, there will be a tangent back to that <laughs> later on. Fair. But uh, fourth storyline, you go in and uh, Arvin's like, "Can you help me find my dad?" And then you being the good because your version yeah. was the mum. True. Yeah. True. Uh, the inferior version is the mum. Not that women are inferior, just that Scarlet, the the game, the game was inferior. I don't know, I don't know, but we'll get into that in a different <laughs> topic. 
We've set up so many, we'll get into that. I really hope we follow through. So I will talk through my experience. I really loved the story aspect of the fourth storyline. I fucking hated the gameplay. Really? Yes. I guess that is such a fucking long journey. You go through all those fucking bullshit research stations. It is It is bullshit that um, Coridon and Maridon are too scared to come out of their Pokeballs at that point. But I also feel like if they were out of the Pokeballs, you'd blitz through that in five minutes. And I've, in general, I felt like it took maybe 20 minutes and I just kind of enjoyed the slow descent down Area Zero with everyone and having all their little dialogue boxes come up, even though it should have been voice acted. <laughs> yeah. And don't, yeah. Don't worry, speaking of setting shit up, we were going to touch on the fucking voice acting, I swear to God. Um, so, so, Seth, I get where you're coming from. I do. I actually agree with you. But this is where I think one of the biggest, like, red flag down bad game design decisions was made. All through the game, you have um, Mariadon or whatever the Scarlet, whatever Scarlet Wait, Verizon, if you're dependent on the company. <laughs> it's Coridon with a K. All right, Coridon and Maridon. All through the game, you, you do have them to rely on. I agree that the fourth storyline should be where you can no longer use them. 100% agree. The problem is, if there is something that you want to explore, it's very fast because you are used to and expect the speed of having Coridon and Maridon to go and check, out, uh, check it out and come back. I got so sick of thinking there might be something that I don't want to miss on the descent and therefore walking for like <laughs> like 45 seconds at the casual like walking pace of your character going, oh, there's nothing here. Oh, well. And then walking the 45 seconds back to the main path again. So I totally agree that they should let you enjoy the moment of the fourth storyline, but they completely fucked it by making it open world and not giving you any sense of like a way to orient yourself because mm. it just became a chore. And I don't know if you guys got ho hooked on this as much as I did, but the little glints on the ground for the first 10 minutes yep. to me made me think, oh, they put items here. Yeah. No, instead it's just shitty game design that they reused the same effect. And so the training that you have for all of the hours of Pokemon you played until then go out the window because you don't have a way of exploring quickly. You don't have a way of orienting yourself quickly. It's an open world that you don't really know the limits of. And if you want to explore, everything is so fucking slow. You want to talk it's about just... bad game design as well. I think it was horrible that they didn't do a map in there. Like you have your mini map yes. the entire game. And then yes. when you get exactly. to area zero, it's just your dot on top of the crater. If you, if you had fallen off of one of the platform, I never tried it because I, I was scared that it would let me. But if I'd fallen off of one of the bridges and then realized that the research base was back, you know, at the end of one of the bridges that I was going towards, I would have zero clue how to get there. Yeah. I would yeah. have no idea how to get back to the happy path. And that actually happened when I got to the third or fourth research station and I'm going, uh, starting to go into the underground section. I actually did get lost because I was exploring and um, battling slash trying to catch Paradox Pokemon for a little bit of that. And then I realized that I got turned around and it took me two minutes because I'm walking at a fucking snail's pace to, to figure out where I was. And that was by walking back to the research base. Yeah, it's, it's, it definitely feels like stapled on. Like I, can, I would sort of be able to forgive is probably a strong word, but I could understand that it. it's after you complete, after you complete the, the fourth story, I would understand if they give you a map afterwards and be like, yeah, cool, you've actually got a map here. Like, you are able to ride the legendary Pokemon afterwards, uh, and that sort of does help for exploring it after the fact. 
But that yeah, there are lots of things that are, you can get by gliding around or climbing up There's walls. A, yeah, it's, it's not like as if it's just like two paths and you're there. It is a very big area. There is a lot of different Pokemon to catch. There is uh, those Paradox Pokemon can only be found there. Some of the Paradox Pokemon can only be found in very small sessions of it. Yeah, like yeah. there's this weird cave hidden behind some rocks, and that's the yeah, only you, way you, you can get to Roaring Moon and Scarlet. Yeah, well, Iron Ba Iron Balian in um, Violet. Like it's just it's weird. Like it definitely feels like I'm not sure if it's like they bolted it on towards the end. But it's, that it's first the, part it's is the such strangest a big... complaint. But just make it fucking linear, Game Freak. I think the happy middle ground would have been uh, since your friends are there, don't let you get too far off the beaten path. If you start going somewhere that's going to take you yeah. off the story track, have that, the, have someone idea. say, "Hey, we got to go this way," and then points the camera in the direction of the next research base. Yeah, I. That's actually such a good call, Seth. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, like they could definitely have done something the first time you get there to make it linear, and then when you come back, open it up. Like it's just, it's just, yeah, it's that first time is very frustrating. Yeah, very frustrating. And so, uh, let's just continue with the story. Uh, so you go through the four research bases, and you discover, uh oh, your parents are dead, or I guess not your parents. Arvin's parents are dead. Uh, no, no, dying no, no, in no, a tragic not, not not parents uh, plural. I want to. I want to make a very specific call here. Only one of them is dead. The other is a deadbeat. They they ran off when Arvin was a child. Really? What? Yeah, there's there's some dialogue somewhere. Um, I think it's when you're finishing up the um, uh, Arvin's uh, Titan storyline. He says uh, to you that um, one of his parents left at a really young age. So it was just him, the parents that you have the title for, and Coridon. And the reason he hates Coridon is because it went mad one day, attacked someone, and that, that. Um, and it's it that forces a parent to go to Area Zero forever. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I do remember that actually at the end of it. Yeah, but, sort of rings uh, a bell. I didn't realize. But, but, it, well, of course, he's got two parents. Like one of them's obviously somewhere. So, so for me playing, for me so, playing through that. So uh, for you in Violet, Asada is the deadbeat mother. True. So, so is that is that what it is? Is Arturo and Asada the parents of Arvin? I'd have to assume so, since uh, depending on your version, one's the mother and the other's the father. So yeah. I'd have to assume that the other parent is the other version's professor. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. That makes sense to me. But anyway, so, so we're playing through it. Uh, and then I, I get to that part where the robot's like, actually, I'm just an AI, um, courtesy of the movie. Shit, not Eagle Eye. Oh, no. The, the Johnny Depp film. No, the Johnny Depp film. I don't know that one. Edwards, Edwards oh, is a hands. No, okay, definitely not that one. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to look this up. Uh, I really should have had this ready to go. Um, ah, oh, because it's transcendence, transcendence, literally called transcendence, where the whole thing is downloading your AI and then you die, and then the AI is like a representation of you after you're gone. Um, and so I, it's one of the few times where I've gotten to the end of the game. I was expecting post game content in the kind of this is more story, and I wasn't sure whether to prepare for Delta Emeralds. Uh, episode of this is an interesting story. I love this or Sword and Shields. Want to punch the two, uh, the two brothers in the face? Oh, yeah, no, they're horrible. Yeah, so so I I just wasn't sure what to be prepared for. The idea of a robot <laughs> trying to substitute for your of your friend's dead dad, but but the robot asks you politely not to tell your friend. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> and then and then and then the and then the robot's like, oh yeah, because the real one went to the well, at least in Violet's version, went to the future. Um. Uh, oh. sorry, died, died, died in an explosion, uh, 
Shit, no, was it died in an explosion after coming back from the future? No, no, they died they died after the um the stronger version of the legendary came through. That's right. But the, the, the point being the fact that the game goes from making me hate walking around the open world area in the crater to your friend's dad is dead, he's been replaced by a robot, there's time travel involved, and whatever you do, don't tell your friend. Yeah, no, they go full <laughs> like actual RPG story, and I love it when Pokemon does this. Like Half the reason I love Black and White so much is because the story is a RPG story and all the characters as you're going along are getting more involved and even the gym leaders are more involved in that game story as you're progressing. And Mm. the ending of this just being like, no, here's just an RPG journey where you and your group of friends are traveling through this this secret area and uncovering the mysteries of what goes on here. It's, It's all peak RPG stuff, like not just peak Pokemon, but in the genre in general it's peak jrpg stuff yeah <laughs> i'll uh I'll, it definitely does sort of seem a bit out there but does scarlet so in violet um professor turo goes a thousand years into the future or a million years into the future some bullshit like that does serata go a million years into the past yeah basically okay cool yeah uh, that and that, I will say because we're pretty much up to that point. That fight with how like the you go to yes, turn the, the time travel machine. That's off, the part I want to like, get into yeah. in being yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. The AI goes rogue. He's like, no, nah, we're fucking fighting now. That is fucking sick. Oh, it, 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 it was so the way cool. that it was the way that it prefaced it as well. Is like, listen, I'm your friend, but as soon as you go for that button, I can't be held responsible for me trying to break your neck with my bare hands. Yeah, it's like I am literally going to wreck your shit. <laughs> Like, so fucking good. I also love that, like, after you beat them the first time, it's like, it's not just the AI breaking out, but it's like the actual game itself is glitching out on you. Like, you, you can tell that Nier Automata has changed the JRPG landscape a lot because <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, the first fight is like, um, Professor Sada is a, a challenging, challenging, challenging you to a fight. And in the second rematch, when it becomes um, the legendary is going to fight you, it starts off saying Professor Sada is going to, uh, challenging you. And then it like breaks down her name and then replaces it with um the protection protocol challenges you. And yeah. Also on top of that, like I I saw as soon as this happened, I I instantly knew what uh, had to be done, and I thought it was such a great moment. It's like we've locked all of the Pokeballs except for the one tied to the professor, and uh, mm, you get forced into a really battle. Cool. You get forced into a battle, and it's like you throw out your first Pokeball. It's like. No, it, it doesn't fucking work. And yeah, so it just like bounces yeah. there and it's like, oh shit. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the answer, like, it, in, as soon as I saw the line of every single ball is locked, it clicked in me what I had to do. You just go into the Pokemon list and cr- your, the legendary is right at the bottom of there throughout the UI the entire game. So it's just like, mm. yeah, no, select it and hit send this Pokemon out and it works. It's like, it's so fucking good. I, I, I got to pull the group. How many, how many times did it let you... Um... Because it lets you take multiple turns uh, before before it forces you into that. Uh, oh. how many how many things did did other people try and explore? I didn't try to explore anything else. I just went straight to the legendary. Yeah, no, okay. I did the same thing. I knew I knew so, what it was going to be. So uh, let me just one up Steve. Uh, if he is the one, if he is the three thousand IQ hundred year old wrinkle brain, I'm the three thousand and one IQ, uh, but smooth brain dumbass. Uh, because that did not connect. Like I knew that that's what would happen eventually but i expected the game to take that control away from me so the fact that the game was still letting me pick options it was like what the fuck am i missing 
And so it was like, open up bag, open up Pokemon, like try and send other stuff out. And eventually the game's like, look, if only you had a Pokemon <laughs> that was in a ball tied to the professor. <laughs> yeah, no, because like at the very beginning of the game, they plant that seed by going, oh, hey, this is the professor's uh, legendary. You, the key item is the professor's Pokeball. Yes. Yeah. No, no, I, that, I, I get all of that. It's, it's, that's why you got like seven like... in the screen. That's why you're technically holding seven Pokemon because six of them are yours. One of them is professor's. Yeah. But it, it was just the way that it was like, here we are at this climax of this super ultimate fight, and the game's just like, Patrick, you fucking moron, just send out Maridon. <laughs> it was like, uh, ba a bag is not useful here. You can't send out these Pokemon. They're locked. You can't run away from this fight. It was like, oh, there's, money, there's only one option left. <laughs> send out Maridon. He sent out Maridon. The game can continue. Hooray. And then everybody clapped. I, I do like how like they've got like, the AI has got like Master Ball and it just like drops it down. Um, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. sick too. Every was, single one so of their Pokeballs is a Master Ball. It's so yeah, good. It's really like, cool. They, they didn't give the, um, the, the Paradox Pokemon any chance. They just sent Master Balls through there and caught them right away. <laughs> uh, the future is bright, gentlemen. <laughs> and um, then after, uh, after, after such a heart-wrenching story and Arvin seeing his robot parent and having to come to terms with them going, you know what, I'm going to live out my dream of going to time period chef, I want to school. go to. Oh, and, that that too. Yeah, and also um, giving like a a very heartfelt "I've always loved you" to Arvin, like giving him emotional closure even through the AI. Mm. Oh man, so so beautiful. And then you go from that to a fucking Battle City tournament. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, there's one minor grip I have, and this will probably be the last thing I say on the story. I'll let you guys send your closing thoughts in as well. But the the one grip I have, I figured if Violet sends shit to the future, Scarlet would send shit to the past. Maybe this is the inner physics nerd in me, but feel free to send shit to the future. If you can do that, fine. Future hasn't happened yet. What could possibly go wrong? But if you're sending shit to the past, like the idea that a, a Master Ball comes back with a Pokemon and then, I don't know, like a building straight up disappears or something because of the butterfly effect from the past. Like, no wonder we, need, no wonder we needed to shut down the time machine. That's way too much power. And then in Spain of all places. I, the... Actually, something I wanted to touch on as well is that I feel like for the time machine storyline, it makes more sense for it to be the past. I I had this whole um this whole theory. What do you mean in from my... like a conceptual time travel, like uh like the theoretical constraints of time travel? In which case, yeah, you're probably right. It would be easy to go to the past. And no, the no, future. no, not not that. I mean, from like the story point of the game and like character motivations, I think it makes more sense for someone to like look through like Area Zero in general, like. Area Zero is like this weird fucked up place that all these phenomenons are supposed to be happening in. And it's implied that some Paradox Pokemon exist there before the time machine is created. So I think it makes more sense for like really, really ancient Pokemon to exist there. Just somehow they survived throughout the thousands and millions of years. And Great Tusk is just kind of roaming around there instead of like, it makes more sense for that to be like the the jumping off point for the story then rather oh hey we went to area zero it's fucked up what the fuck is this iron treads yeah hmm yeah fair enough like that, that's just a that's just like a kind of observation of the story not like a complaint or anything against it just kind of like my two cents on it yeah and then that's fair enough uh anything else that you want to add to the story otherwise we'll throw it to steve and then move and then move on no i've got really nothing else to say apart from the the oh fuck what's the word the kaleidoscope in the time machine fuck that is sick um, yeah it's such a cool looking area 
like like as hard as it was to get to that final fight with the AI, it fucking pays off. Like it is really cool. It's probably one of the the stakes are really high. The music's fantastic. The story wraps up in a nice way. I really enjoyed it. Patrick, you, I'm going. I do have one more thing to say. And if you want to pick this up as a segue, you're more than happy to. I'm, I'm more than happy for you to do that. I really like the terrestrialization phenomenon um, as a gameplay mechanic. I really dread what's going to happen. Gameplay. When- you said gameplay. We're going to segue. <laughs> I, I really hate it. Um, I really dread what's going to happen with Generation 10 because they tie terrestrialization to the story in this game. And it seems like they're going to move on from it after this generation is done because they very much ingrain it to the Paldea region. And even then, they're probably ingraining it to be taken out at some point. They, they've, already, they've already set up that uh, terrestrialization can stop. I'll be quite honest with you, Seth. Have you played the last like four Pokemon games? They've, they've that's done exactly that, what right? I was going to say. Yeah, uh, no, no, but I, that's, that's the point I want to hit. Like, Mega Evolution was popular and then they phased it out. Um, Z moves <laughs> not so much. Did, Mega Evolutions did exist in Gen 7, though. So that's like yeah. the only generational mechanic it's fucking very it's very hard to get them like you know they get them in the post game i believe they did but then but there was like no new ones no but that no, no but uh, so so you're you're both right uh one so mega revolution was it just so happens that we're in france but mega revolution is not tied to french people probably for the best uh and then z moves uh are specifically tied to the alola region which is why uh, you can you can play Just Dance twenty twenty three you know in another region and Z moves don't happen, uh, but you could still get Mega Revolution because you could just you know import the stone. Uh, but then we hit uh, Dynamax Gigantamax and it's literally like man, isn't it crazy that this like fault line of energy running under England just lets Pokemon grow to massive size and fuck with people's houses at two in the morning when they live near gyms. Pika. <laughs> and then uh likewise the terrest- uh, the terrestrialization phenomenon um being specific to Spain like uh, like both both points are valid yeah, but it's, it does it's more that terrestrialization is such a good gimmick that I don't want to uh, I'm I'm not looking forward to it being replaced by something else next generation because I feel like they hit a nail on the head with this one like is all the um, best parts of Mega Evolution Z moves and uh, Dynamax all put together into one? I, I agree. Oh, uh, I don't I, think I, it, I, I think it is very different to Mega Evolution Z moves and Dynamax. Like Dynamax is time limited. Mega Evolutions were tied to certain Pokemon, um, and Z moves just gave you sort of one fucking nuke to throw out. <laughs> Terrestrialization, in my opinion, makes it seem it's you're playing 4D chess, which makes it very hard to predict and makes that whole. The extra prediction part hey, of Pokemon. All I'm saying is, if you're not prepared for my uh, air balloon electric terrestrialization shit injure, that's your fault. Yeah, that's good. But I'll say one <laughs> thing. It is very funny to um, be looking at the discourse on competitive Smogon about- Yeah, and Smogon's yeah. just like, nope. <laughs> Get that out of here. I watched a 30 minute video on why terrestrialization should be banned. And I pretty of much- get it was 30 came- minutes. Yeah, I know. I- Halfway through, like he made all these good points, and he's like, "It's too much to predict. It's too much unknowns." And it's like, it's it's that's what it is. You're preparing for an unknown you don't know. And there my, are my brother in Christ, you're playing Pokemon. Yeah, like the like, RNG is one part, and that's just unfair. Um, but like when a Pikachu ways. comes out, I know it's an electric type. I don't want to have to predict <laughs> if it's going to turn into a poison type. Literally, literally, it's like, oh, it's a ghost type. Oh, it's why 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 would that change? They're both weak to ground. Get fucked. You know what? I just said the first one that came to mind. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Actually, yeah, and, and electric's mm, the only weakness is ground. Oh. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do like the terrestrialization mechanic. Um, I think the way that every single Pokemon can get every single terrestrialization type is fantastic as well. Yeah, no, that's what I really like about it over Mega Evolution. Like, I love Mega Evolution, but being able to do every single Pokemon is really good. And they have an ability in the game to, like, let you just change any Pokemon to any terrestrialization type as long as you have the shards for it which is also a bonus over Dynamax and Gigantamax because Dynamax was like everything, but then there's a specific group of Pokemon that's Gigantamaxable and that's that's a weird thing to do, Game Freak. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how much fucking those Terra Shards you need to change the type? You need like I don't 50. actually. Yeah. No, it's 50. It's, it's, a, it's significantly high. Um, if you're yeah. doing raids though, you get those pretty easily. Oh, in about seven, six or seven star raids, you get around about five to ten, and it's all like RNG on what you'll like drop. So it's like I'd, it is very grindy. Um, so I think it more favors people doing raids uh, than it does to change the type. But if you hear the sound of that, that's the sound of a segue to actual raids. Or did we have more to talk about terrestrialization? I, I, I didn't. Uh, I think moving into raids is good. I uh, was going to announce that we're finished with the story. <laughs> so, yeah, so same, I guess we're just, we're just deep in the gameplay section now. Yeah, which, which is fine. You know, there's no mini-map. Fuck you, Game Freak. Uh, so here we are. <laughs> Still angry. <laughs> this is, this is the second Titan. We, we've skipped the gyms and the star raids for now and just gone straight to the second Titan. <laughs> and you know what? It's nostalgia to how I played Pokemon Violet. Um, yeah, I so I don't have a huge amount to say on raids. I'm glad they are back. I really liked them in Sword and Shield. I like that they uh, are just around the place and they're kind of dens based on... Like, I like the way that they are split in terms of around the map. You get to find dens of particular types and then you get to see what is the type available at those particular dens. And yeah. then the uh, the five and, and six star and all that sort of stuff split. Good. Um, I still have the same gripes of, uh, as I did in Sword and Shield in that I basically only played single player. I don't think I, I don't even think I match made, uh, with anyone for Scarlet Violet for a raid or anything, but I uh, wish the AI yeah. would still be, I, I wish the AI would still be slightly above, um, uh, Smooth Brain, uh, just because I'm, the thing is, I'm sure playing with actual humans wouldn't have actually changed the outcome a huge amount. I'm sure there are tons of people that just show up with dumb fucking Pokemon choices, but yeah, and it then definitely yeah, people felt get, like people get very confused the, about like yeah. the terrorist, the terror type, and it's like they just forget. And it's like, oh, okay, so this Charizard's uh, terror type dragon, I'm going to bring a water type in or a rock type. It's like, no, that's not how it works. If it's literally a dragon type now. Come on, big fella, what are we doing? Or no, or, no, there's, or the, there's other the other way. way the other way is even yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like going off the Charizard thing again, it's like, oh, it's a um it's a dragon type. I'm going to bring in this ice Pokemon. It's like, no, no, no. It still has fire type moves. It still yeah. has stab on those fire type moves as well. And the Charizard is just fucked because it always starts off the fight by doing overheat on someone. And Dash Bun has entered the chat. Thanks for that defense boost, big fella. But yeah, yeah I, I'm probably in the same same mind. The raids are pretty good. Uh, I'm still of two minds of whether... So if you're doing it solo, um, apparently if like the AI's Pokemon faint, it doesn't reduce the timer. Yeah, which is um, good. Which is really good. You can use them as... Well, not really fodder, but they can sort of take a bit more hits. Uh, whereas opposed if you're matching with randoms online and they do dumb shit, oh, look, uh, 
Belly drum, iron hands. Oh, whoa, no, they've got an attack and they fainted. Whoa, oh, I, look, they've sent it out and used belly drum again. <laughs> Fucking mad. I um, I love iron hands as a raid Pokemon because it does get through so many things, but I'm so sick of seeing people bring it out against the fucking Charizard because it's a yeah. steel type. Come on, it, it, the Charizard's going to melt it after you do that first belly drum. It's very annoying, but at the same time, that is people. Um, so I, but I do enjoy the the raids as a whole and i it does seem like pokemon oh sorry game freak has cleaned up how to find random raids and how to join them there's a screen that comes up and in the pokey portal and there's like eight raids you can pick from yeah eight seems very low and it's very it takes i think it's like two minutes to refresh that like it grays out the refresh yeah that that's the part that annoys me the most um how long it takes to refresh it yeah, it's like 90% of the way good. And like eight isn't enough. You could, this 400 Pokemon out there and 18 Terratites per Pokemon with 400 times 18, 13 million. Something I really like about uh, the raid system though as well is that using it through the Poke Portal, you can find, if someone's put them up, you can find the other versions Pokemon as raids. Yes. Which yeah, helps so much with cool. um, Pokedex completion. Yeah, that's very really cool. cool, actually. I like that. Well, not, not all uh, version exclusive Pokemon appear in raids. Um, but actually a good amount do. Yeah, because yeah, like so, Salamence yeah. and Tyranitar were locked until the events and now they're gone again. But you could get like um Cerule Edge and Armor Rogue through raids. Mm, yeah. You can even get trade Pokemon as well, like uh Slowking and Sizzle, that's how I got mine. Yep. Which is and fantastic. Gengar, Gengar's there as well, I'm pretty sure. Yep, I yep. I think trade Pokemon are the one of the worst things in Pokemon. It, I should not have to buy it. Um, another game or have to talk to another human being to finish the Pokedex. Um, that's uh, what it is. It is a holdover from Generation 1 that will never disappear. Disappeared mm. in RCS. That's because that's a primarily single-player game. Yeah, maybe they should take more hints from RCS. And also it took place before trading was amended. That's true. That's true. Like, if you back in the day, if you traded Haunters, the Haunter would just look at you confused. Or, actually, what was the game where the guy trades you a Haunter holding an Everstone? He's like, aha, gotcha. Uh, Diamond and Pearl, yeah, it's one of the chicks. She's like, did it evolve? Of course it didn't. Shit. Fucking moron. <laughs> I'm going to blast Hope you it. like that Everstone. <laughs> yeah. It's holding an Everstone, silly. Oh, that's at uh, Snowpoint City, eh? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember where it is, but it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's up somewhere in like the snowy or icy area. It's like, oh my God, finally I arrive at civilization again. And I get absolutely just roasted by some chick that's trying to trade me. I want to. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, anything else to talk about raids? Otherwise, uh, ne next gameplay topic I want to discuss is, um, whether the- Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there first. Anything else, anything else on raids? Um, there is one other thing I want to bring up for raids, and that's, um, doing it, like, with friends has been cleaned up so much as well. The co-op in general for this game has been cleaned up so much. Uh, you can open up a lobby and have three other friends join you, and all of their raids- uh, pop into your world as well only mm. they can activate them but the moment they do like a little marker over, uh, at the top of the screen will go hey this person started up a raid press x to join if you want but if, if you miss that notification there's no way to find it again um not that i can find it anyway so if you don't there's like the notifications on for like five seconds and if you like miss it because you're in a battle or something you have to get them to like oh can you escape like get out of it and go back in yeah, the only other way is if you're with it, like if you're walking side by side with them and click onto their crystal as well, it'll be like, hey, they started up the raid. You can join in oh, on it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, but but to, if, to like to clear out like more efficiently, like all four people could spread all over the map 
and uh, go find their crystals and start them up. And that that's mm-hmm. a really good way to like just kind of if you're just going through raids with uh, some friends, that's a really good uh, inclusion to just make it very easy for people to access. Mm-hmm. But it, it do be like that. Um, but yeah, no, sorry, you're, you're, that's all I have to say about raids. Cool. The uh, the next thing that I want to touch on is um, what our thoughts, what everyone else's thoughts are on having the Pokemon Center, Pokemart, and TM shop all merged into a single block, and that block being the only thing coming across all the towns. Because that was sort of an idea that they picked up in, I think, Sword and Shield is the earliest, where you could buy shit from inside Pokemon Centers. No, no, they've been doing that for a while. Um, having the shop and uh, Poke Pokemon Center combined. I think it's been since Gen Five. Uh, Gen Six, I want to say. But yeah, no, it's been it's been it's been like that for a while, and that's fucking fantastic. Okay, well, that, that's a relevant point. Uh, I guess it's just been a while since I played Gen Six. To, um, to, but- to, to jump off that though, <laughs> I really don't like that. It the only instance of it is that like bike stop sort of thing. Yeah, I do uh-huh. wish it was more like versions of them you could walk inside of and in general i think there's only one building on the overworld you can walk inside of and that really annoys me i i I really like that it makes it a lot more faster like you fly to there you literally turn around you talk to them that's it i don't have to go inside i don't have to walk fucking six steps i just wish towns had that like the building i I don't know i can sort of see where you're coming from it the towns definitely feel less alive um, but when 90% of all the buildings you walk into in Pokemon games is just somebody saying, I've wanked off 30 times today. Like, it's like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I've wasted my time. I get, like, in, in every town, you've got one or two houses that are good. All right, but, but Steve, but I'm but wasting Steve, so much fair, time walking in. To, to be fair, you've just walked into a stranger's house. If the stranger sees you, a stranger, in their house and say, I wanked off 30 times today, that's kind of on you. Well, tell him for saying it. Give me something. Give me, give Look, me stuff. I'm robbing you. This is a robbery. <laughs> Give yeah, him a that's, that's how he gets you out of the house faster. You, you don't want yeah, to rob it. someone that's wanked up 30 times in the past day. <laughs> Especially in, like, uh, I think it's Gen... Or well, Gen 1's fucking notorious for it, but in Gen 5 as well, they've got those apartment buildings that are, like, multiple <laughs> floors, and nobody... Like, the one, there's one building that does it early in the game, and the rest of them is just, like, I have nothing to give you except some shit trivia. Oh, like, my cousin downstairs is living with me. And, like, I don't care. Give me your stuff. <laughs> Do you have a rare Pokemon for me? No. Yeah, like, it does make I, it feel less alive, but I think it, it, for the purposes of playing the game and making things a lot faster, I do appreciate that there is no more going into buildings. I, yeah, okay. I, I, I was initially against the idea that they've stripped out all the insides of buildings, but hearing you put it into context of, you know, what really was accomplished by going into buildings? Yeah, fair enough, but I think, I think you need to compensate for that by making the towns seem like people... You know, yeah, live, which it, live it, in doesn't, there. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that. Um, let's tell oh, who are okay, very small. Okay, holy shit. Um, tangent on that. Who else? I don't remember the name of the first town that you go to or the first Pokemon Center that, that you can access, but who else saw the Surskits on the pond and were like, catch? Um, I saw them. I didn't think I could catch them. No, no, but that's the thing. I did. And looking around online, a few other people did too. You know what? One of the last. So, uh, as I said, like ages ago now, uh, I got, I'm at 300 out of 400 in the Pokedex. You know what one of the recent entries to that was? Surskit. Because somehow, despite me looking at it for, you know, multiple minutes at the start of the game going, why can't I catch this son of a bitch? 
the Pokedex goes, no, you've never seen a Surskit before. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like if you've seen it in the overworld, it doesn't count as seeing it. Um, and, and, that, and that's why um, that's one of the things that Oras has going for it, because Oras was the first game that I remember playing, maybe it was done in a previous one, where just like in the show, if you see a Pokemon, your Pokedex goes, hey, would you like me to identify that Pokemon for you? And it's really fucking frustrating that for some reason we get to Scarlet Violet and they just forget that that ever worked. You want you want me to one up that um in black no, and white? No, I want to I want to vent and I want to be the the ventiest. No, no, because Orez has this as well. But this, as far as I'm aware, this uh, came into existence with Black and White too and has been taken out every now and then. Um, you in, on top of having a Pokédex, you have like a region dex that kind of like tells you. In the area you're in, it's like it doesn't tell you how many Pokemon are there, but it's kind of like, hey, you've caught all of um the Pokemon you can here. Here's a little medal to let you know you can move on. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or yeah, the well. thing in Aura, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was I loved a, that. Yeah, and the Navdex yeah, needs well, to come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah it does. Actually, it that 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 leads me into another um uh one uppy bit. What the fuck is the point of the icons on the mini map? Uh, just to let you know that those Pokemon are in that area. Fine. But the fact that they are in different spots on the minimap rather than here is the shit in the area made me for the longest time think there should be an Iggly buff yeah. underneath the Iggly buff icon. Yeah, on no, the I minimap. thought the same thing. And then as you're running towards it, it's slowly drifting further and further away like some sort of dream. Yeah. And then and then on top of that, uh, the icons disappear until you go back into the map and then the minimap's like, oh shit, you clearly wanted to know what was around you. Here they are again. Yeah, that, that happened to me because I was looking for a Toad's Call. And uh, it's like, oh, I'm on top of the Toad School icon. Where are they? It's like, no, 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 they're in the area, but where they normally spawn, which is underneath trees. It's just like, you made me walk into the middle of a field. Why didn't you just, <laughs> why is this icon working like this? Yeah, I, I have a few. That, that's my main gripe with interactions with Pokemon. But yeah, it just, it just seems like they could have done it in a better way. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. There, there's definitely. a lot of things they can do in this game in a better way. It seems like, uh, I was going to bring this up a bit later, but this is a perfect time as well. It seems like they had a couple thoughts about things, but they just didn't take it the whole way. Like at no point, or that I saw anyway, were those icons in the minimap described to you. It takes, them, it takes a couple minutes for the icons to actually appear on the minimap. Uh, it's obvious, well, you can find out from just normal gameplay that it's from... That, that they're Pokemon in the area and it's not where the actual Pokemon are. But, like, why isn't it? Like, it just seems, like, strange. Like, it's, it's like they've taken half the thought, yeah, let's put Pokemon on the minimap, yeah. but they're for the area, not for the location. And, like, and, on, and on top yeah. of that, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. On top of that, too, the, the lack of linking. Actually, so the, the, this kind of is tied under the umbrella of uh, shitty Switch performance as my excuse, well, as, as what I hope is their excuse for why it works like this. I'm assuming your 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 um, uh, hypothesis of it being under the minimaps at one stage and then just being in the area is because they realized the switch performance limitations wouldn't let them actually map it to where they were in, in the minimap. Yeah. That's my guess, because it seems like they intentionally decided to do it that way and then change its implementation. But on top of that, too, uh, I really don't like how long it takes to load the Pokédex and how long it takes to scroll through the Pokédex. Oh, there's yeah. actually a glitch tied to the Pokédex as well where I got spoiled on some Pokémon because when I clicked over, oh, yeah. it clicked over for it to refresh, like, pages, it showed me, like, 
full-on illustrated icons of the evolutions of Pokemon I already own. So I, <laughs> I saw LeChonk's evolution well before I evolved LeChonk. Boink alone. Oh god, oh, I shit, hate that Pokemon it. so yeah. much. What a fucking I downgrade. I knew it was going to turn into something shit they always fucking do. Yeah, LeChonk, LeChonk was the best of us. He didn't deserve that. Um, but, but, you know, I, I um, really wish, and I don't remember Oras's implementation of this, but being able to easily go, here is the Pokemon on the map that I'm interested in. Here is its Pokedex entry. Because, holy shit, I actually saw my hair going gray between trying to find the Pokemon on the minimap and going, okay, which Pokemon is this? Trying to find mm -hmm. it in the Pokedex list and then opening the Pokedex entry to find it in the to find its area to get a description of where it would spawn. That loop took way too long. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And again, I'm just assuming that so much of me waiting was because of how fucking poorly the Switch performed at doing those operations, but yeah, one no, saving I, grace. I feel like it's entirely on Switch performance because the Pokedex literally does lag out as you're scrolling through it. Yeah, the, the, one, the, the, the one bounce back that I want to say on the Pokedex, though, just while we're there, I love what they did with it in terms of the when you add an entry, it's like an action shot of the Pokemon. Like, yes, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah, like a little, book little, entering like, a um, that, that whole yeah. scene is fucking fantastic. I love that. That was so good. I just wish that it didn't like cripple my switch every time I did it. The photographs of every single Pokemon is also fantastic. Yeah. 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 They're fantastic. Like, and there's Pokemon with like more than two forms, like, um, like Gastrodon or Shellos. It's got both the forms on the page. Uh, like it's, it's it just got a lot of character. This game has yeah, a lot that, of character. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it was very, very like fleshed out in terms of the character of each of the Pokemon. Like it really felt, particularly the first couple hours when it was like, oh, what's this? And it's like a new Pokemon that you haven't seen before in the Paldea region. And you got so much from this is kind of how it behaves. This is how it acts just from the, the cover image. I yeah, really, really loved how they did that. So what I was going to say before is like it's, and maybe this is a bit of a, I was going to say this discussion on the bugs and stuff for later, but uh, as much as it's easy for us all to blame the Switch's performance for it, how much of it is Game Freak biting off more than they can chew? Oh no, there's like, so, so much of that it. as well because they yeah. released two full Pokemon games this year. That's insane. It's, it's two full Pokemon games, but it's also like, um, uh, look at what's available on the Switch and then look at what Scarlet Violet does. You don't There's... even have to look at what's available. I think that going back to Arceus, this, that looks and runs better than this. Uh, I disagree on the looks. I agree on the runs. Yes, yes. You can, I, Arceus, I think, environment, I think environmentally, Arceus looks better than this. This game has I, really no. bad textures for groundwork and grass terrain no, and I, rocks. I, I, I uh, actually, Steve, uh, I feel like we're sharing a brain, so why don't you take this one? Yeah, no, I definitely feel like the, the textures in this, they might be on a similar level to Arceus, but they are much more diverse. Like, Arceus looks very plain everything looks the same there's like three or four textures per map um and i think even the models in this look a lot better as well like arceus runs a little bit better i'd say but at the cost of having segmented for, zones at the me, cost of those textures being shit for me like the texture discussion fine just the art style in general it being more pastely and actually colorful and interesting to look at automatically puts it above arceus arceus Okay, mm. it came out in like March, April. Haven't really played it at all in since January. Maybe really? Yeah, it's yeah January. It was the end of January. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. Like well, months, I don't forget, it was two months after Diamond and Pearl. 
to be fair, <laughs> Diamond and Pearl was a different studio. It, it was, which, but, but it's just Pokemon fans were eating good. But but my um my recollection of the art style of that game, other than the copy pasted like GameCube style uh water texture, is that everything was very grey and very muted in terms of color. It was yes. a little muted, but it was like watercolor kind of like it, it was supposed ah. to look like a watercolor painting or like taken out of those that sort of era for Japan. I I feel like there's still ways of making the art direction highlight that better though. Whereas like here, pop out. Like I, yeah. I definitely get what you, and it's a very big discussion about the art style choice versus if they've in turn, if they've intentionally left it be this bland, then it's just a bad choice. Like I, yeah, I, I don't pick up on that. Like, yeah, I, I agree that there's like a saturation boost in this game that RCS could have uh, benefited from, but I think so much of this is just bland to look at compared to RCS. Like it's not a pretty game. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are some parts that are pretty good. Some of the towns look not too bad. Um, <laughs> well, the, um, the, the places where there's like a sign going, this is a pretty part of Paldea, and you're looking at it, you're like, oh, yeah. All 240p yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Celine smudged all over the screen. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I sort of do, like, the environments do look very diverse, but there are so many glaring pop in issues. Oh, God. So, so many slowdowns. Pokemon pop in on, underneath you as you're traveling on the <laughs> legendaries, and I hate that so much. And, yeah, and yeah. Not, not even that, but, like, you're fighting, you're fighting a Pokemon, and meanwhile, you're getting fucking rushed by three tiny things that you can barely see. And then as soon as you come out of one fight, one of them's just like, hello, and then you go back into a fight again. You know, there's yeah. some there's some things I like about that. Like so, some po- all, all, older Pokemon basically have their own little personalities, and there's like yes. some of them will all crowd around you, just kind of watching what you're doing. And then as soon as you battle one, they all start to scatter off. Or in Psyduck's <laughs> case, you're battling something, and then Psyduck runs over and it's like, "Fuck is going on?" <laughs> yeah, that, that, all, every single Pokemon in the in the open area or wild area, everyone would call it. Um, I think it's fantastic the, the and world. have their own personality. Yeah, yeah, it, it it generally works very well, and I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, and then I, how I, like you be like the dittos are transformed into other Pokemon. You're like, oh, cool. It was just like, Zora, Zora, Zora yeah. and Zoroark Zora as, well. as well. Yep, they do the same thing. Um, and then like you lock onto it, and that lock onto it thing is pretty fucking shit. To be honest, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, yeah, yeah, that. Boy, yeah, but it's, it's, games it's, lately have been having a really hard time with lock on. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all. It's all fantastic. Like, I'm- and so the 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 problem the the problem is I've I've tasted the sweet sweet fruit. I assume you guys have as well of seeing this game run with a sixty fps mod. Yes, and boy, does it just does it just hurt seeing? Uh, it's like it's like Homer Simpson putting putting the brochure down, going, "Why doesn't mine look like that?" <laughs> You know, you know, Literally, other sweet, yeah. sweet fruit I've seen with this game is seeing it with voice acting. Okay, actually, that, that's that's <laughs> we're still in gameplay. Excellent, excellent time to, to segue that. Okay, I need to I need to get this off my chest just because people keep bringing it up in terms of reference with um, uh, Sword and Shield. Uh, this game as well. Uh, game Freak. Game Freak. Buddy, buddy, come here. Uh, please ignore the spiked baseball bat I have behind my uh, holding behind my back. Ignore the gun in the center um, of all of us. <laughs> slowly rotating um game freak if you if you have the audacity to make an actual gameplay stash slash story beat something that is about people either making sounds with their with with their with their mouths or like singing or rapping or anything where you think 
gosh golly darn, it would be great if there was some kind of way to put human, like, sound into this game. Uh, don't, unless you're going to actually put voice acting in it, because uh, the concert in, um, in uh, Sword and Shield, I hate it. Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's just subtitled lyrics. And to have a rap battle in this game, I hated because I kept going, man, if only this game had any kind of voice acting. And then, you know what? I swear to God, I swear to God, they know that this is the case because the end, the end song, the end song, the first time I've heard it in a Pokemon game, Celeste by Ed Sheeran having lyrics, having spoke like, like vocalized lyrics. They know what they're doing. And Fuck me, does it just irritate the hell out of me that they are committing to the bed? You mentioned the singers. I also want to bring up Iono, the streamer, and a big part of streamers and VTubers, which he's aping off, is their personalities that shine through their voices. You can't have Iono and all of her little beats and not have her voiced. It's, yeah, it's-, it's, the, it's still single-handedly the biggest downside of... of uh, of any fucking Pokemon game, actually. I'd be fine and if it, it was it, it, all just Japanese voice acting too and English no, subtitles. Don't even make it Japanese. Don't even make it Japanese. Monster Hunter voices. That too. That's that would all be they fine. Need. Just, just like generic fucking sim. Like if if you notice, all of the written language in Paldia is fucking nonsense, and that's fine. Yeah, just I think Pokemon put, in general has sim its own voices. alphabet, and that's fine. Just put sim voices or something in there because. To have them do the repeated, um, uh, like, Al- Alpharad, when he was playing Arceus, there was, like, a clip of him saying, um, uh, and now they're going to go into a black screen while an action happens, that way they save money on animation, and holy shit if that's not what occurs to me every time we're in a cutscene now of, oh, they're going to do a slightly complicated animation, I guess they're going to black the screen out for a sec, and yeah, they do, holy fuck, just, huh, one thing at a time, fix the voice acting first. I will say, credit where credit's due, seeing, seeing a Pokemon actually eat a sandwich in multiple bites as opposed to just it disappearing from the hand. Nice touch. Nice upgrade. If we could just build on that and actually put fucking no, voice acting no, in. No, no, fuck you. The sandwich animations are awful. Like we, <laughs> Yeah, they're shit. They're we, like splash screen at best. Yeah, we, we've come from uh, Sword and Shield where there's like this whole curry animation of like the trainer like picking up the spoon, biting into it, and then like having a reaction. And then we go to this, which is a PNG of the sandwich in the background. The trainer just coming in weirdly off the side, like a fucking WarioWare character and doing a chomp. And it's so <laughs> awful. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Herbamistica sandwich eating. Oh, like yeah, in the, no. the cutscene. Oh, that one, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, 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 I've never made a sandwich in this game. There's, there's no need to. Like, it's... If you're shiny hunting, there's a need to. That's true. It does boost shiny or, and apparently, if you, it's, it's... if you want a specific type of Pokemon in an area like... There's a, um, there's a forest yeah, area. Oh, no, no, not just that. Like, there's a forest area where there's, like, all sorts of Pokemon all over the place. But if you're like, I'm going to make a sandwich that boosts ground encounters. The only thing that will uh, pop up is Toad's Crawl. And Literally the, eating rocks. Yeah. And, um, uh, and the evolution. I forget the name of Toad's Crawl's evolution at the moment. Yeah, Toad's Crawl. No, it's Toad's Cool and then Toad's Crawl. Like, Tentacruel and Tentacruel. Yeah, yeah Toad's Cool and Toad's Crawl. Fucking... But yeah, no, I, I just, I fucking hate the idea that Game Freak looked at, at Rhyme. Rhyme's a great character. Love Rhyme. But decided Rhyme will just get to do the lip sync voice acting shit that we've done for the past X number of years. Mm. But then we'll put a fully, a fully like song with lyrics as the credit song via Ed Sheeran. Fuck you, Game Freak. 
Yeah, no, something else that they could have done, like, in those cases is have unique gym leader themes. That way, instead of, like, voicing Rhyme, have, like, a rap track in the background for her. And for Iono, have something upbeat and electronic. And for Larry, the best, um, the best uh, gym leader. Silence. <laughs> yeah, just silence. silence. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Love Larry so much. Just give him the Kezu theme. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like the idea of Larry actually having the Sephiroth theme. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like one, one winged angel playing no, no, no. when you, when you when, challenge when, Larry. When you challenge him in the gym, it's um silence. But then when he shows up later in uh, in the Elite Four, <laughs> that's when it's, uh, it pops up as a one winged angel. No, no, no. It, so, so that. Or alternatively, uh, he has his own theme. Like it's a it's a really uh, distinctive um, kind of two steps from Hellstar music. But then when you go to battle him in any context, it's silent. So like you talking to him is him playing the theme. But then as soon as you go to actually battle him, it's just silent. I'd I'd also be all for this because yeah, whenever God, Iron is on screen and she's talking, Scarlet she has Violet. her own theme. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm basically out of stuff that I want to mention with the gameplay. Uh, I know that quite a few of the things that we discussed and hoped would be in Gen 9 from Arceus were in Gen 9, which I'm I, I very pleased I do feel like with. a few things were scaled back compared to Arceus. Like, they somehow made a few things feel worse. Like, the gliding. The gliding in Arceus we complained about being kind of rough. Um, the gliding in this is actually so bad. Like, you drop like a rock um, after but, but, five but you know, meters. But, but you know what the difference is? They didn't put a, some dumb fucking Sonic 08 challenge in there to just hit a bunch of rings while gliding like they did in Arceus. So while the gliding is rough, yeah. at least it doesn't punish you by then making you, like, realize how rough it is. If you find out how rough it is, that's fine. But if you never touch gliding, you're not punished for it by trying to do some fucking challenge for like 30 minutes because of how stupid the mechanic is. Um, yeah, I- actually, side, side point springing off of that one. Uh, I miss, again, point to Oras. Not only could you fly around on Latios Latias, where, you know, it's just flight for flight's sake and not just this weird gliding mechanic that they've done two games in a row now. It's a JRPG world map airship system. But also the... Um, the traveling only going to pokey like pokey centers and locations. I don't think it's a big complaint in um, Gen Nine, but it it sort of struck me that you can fly to specific routes. You can fly basically everywhere in Oras, and there are places where the nearest um, poker center or the nearest like because you can technically fly to some like ruins and stuff as well in in Scarlet Violet. But there are a few places where I've wanted to get to where it's like. Oh yeah, no, you are miles from the nearest Pokemon Center. You can fly wherever you want and still ride your motorcycle for like two minutes before you get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There they are like there's a lot of them, but it also feels like they're kind of spread out a little too far. Well no, this it's that they're just spread out unevenly. Like yeah. some some areas you can go to like three different Pokemon centers within eyesight of each other, and then others it's like, oh, there's something you want to get on the other side of that mountain. Guess yeah, no, you're walking. The, the ice region is the worst about it. Yeah. Um, speaking of game play, we, we, we will segue out of this in a sec, I swear, but, um, the final thing I want to touch on, on the, uh, eastern side of the map, that large thing that you can't scale, what yeah, do we think the- is in there? Uh, DLC. I was thinking DLC, DLC as well. Yeah, yeah DLC. No way it's fucking- and I'm so fucking disappointed. There is nothing- there are two things I hate. There's day one DLC, 
and there's literally carving out a place for DLC. And that's what it feels like. It's like, oh, it's a big mountain. You can't touch it. Uh, you look on the map and it's just this big fucking thing that's dotted out. I hate it. Yeah. And and uh, your legendary can't climb it despite being able to climb every other part of it. Yep, and, and just slides right off it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and uh, as as I found out, going around, like I went as far around it as I could on the water. If you are technically underneath the blocked out part on the map, you can't fast travel. Oh, really? Really? Get yeah. fucked. So so even though I'm in the water, right? I can't I can't scale the fucking mountain. But even though I'm in the water, I was in this weird. Uh, over like like I was basically in the shadow of of the section on the map, and the game just treats it like you're in the um, crater, which is that you're in an area which is technically like unmapped, therefore you can't fast travel. I mean, you only have to move you only have to move like two meters and then you can fast travel again. But I just thought it was interesting that it was like not only can you not scale it, they don't want you anywhere near this, and it's like a fifth of the map on one side. What are you doing? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed with that actually. Yeah, no, that really fucking annoyed me too. Yeah. At first, I thought it was it might be like a something linked with Area Zero, but it was not. Yeah. One last thing while I think of it, just because it's probably more gameplay related, related than anything else. But the um, post game finding the the four sealed Pokemon. Ah, oh, the four treasures. Yeah. The four treasures. Thank you. Yeah, I did want uh, to touch on these at some point. <laughs> uh, does anyone else think that? You know, for all the for all the shit we can give Ubisoft games, at least the collectibles are mapped. Yeah, no, that's the worst part about the, the um legendary hunt. Like I I stumbled upon them at the very beginning of the game. Like I instead of going straight to the town, I went to the right where the poke the first Pokemon yeah, Center yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Same. you run into this kid, and he's like, "Oh, hey, there's this really weird black door like just around the corner." So I went and I was like, "Fuck is this?" And then as I was exploring <laughs> more of the first area. I go up to a cliffside, I look up and it's like, there's this black stake sitting out no, no, the no. ground and I'm like, there's- the fuck is that? No, 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 it's even worse. There's an ominous black stake poked into the ground. Do you want to remove it? Oh, I didn't, like, I couldn't yeah, even do that. that. I couldn't even do that because like where I was looking at it from, it's, there was like a gap that you, you needed um, the legendary to jump over. So oh, I couldn't okay, even okay. interact with the first one I saw. I just saw it as like, the fuck is that thing? But but to to give to be given the false illusion of free will, and it's like there is this <laughs> ominous black stake that might kill you and your entire family if you remove it. Do you want to remove it? You can, you can remove it. It's ominous and it's sticking out of the ground. <laughs> and the thing, the thing I really don't like though is that the barrier shows four chains, like four seals. Yes, but there's oh, eight. Fuck. There's eight, <laughs> yeah, so they don't that. remove yeah. one. They remove one for every two. I think it should have just been the four because that's visually confusing. <sighs> that, it's just, it's, and also, it's just- so. Um, I'll, I'll let you speak in a sec, Steve, but uh, by comparison, right? Uh, I, in the last couple of days, as part of playing through the November update for Monster Hunter Rise, uh, decided to go and collect the relics. I'd collected all the relics on Switch, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I haven't done all the relics on, on PC yet. I'll go start, like, paying more attention to the relics. They are numbered 1 through 10. If you are missing one, you know exactly where it is. It's not mapped, right? It doesn't, it's, it's, it's also not mapped. The worlds where you find the relics are way smaller than Pokemon, but for God's sake, just knowing how many you have is such a nice quality of life upgrade. Yeah, yeah, just because it's be- it being gone even is like, oh, there's two, there's two more seals left. Do I have three stakes left? Do I have four stakes left? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, where are they? Who knows? They could be like I thought. I thought when I when you were initially told, it was like, okay, there are stakes in the ground. There are chains on the door. Therefore, I should be able to see all the stakes from the chained door. Nope. No, those. 
those fucks are spread far and wide. Anyway, sorry, what were you going to say, Steve? Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I, the worst part of open world games is this kind of shit. Um, and not only did they sort of put them in random places, they didn't mark it on your map. Uh, they, and they, they also have a perfect opportunity to mark them on your map because you go through the school lessons and the history teacher tells you about the legend, the legendary Pokemon and about the yep. sealed doors. So they, they could have waited until you do that lesson to go, hey, here's where they are on the map because I think that lesson opens up near the end of the game. No, it's even fucking worse because if you it, it marks the shrines on the map, not the individual parts of the eight things, eight stakes you got to pull out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. They should have marked the stakes along with those. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking well. It, it's just filler for the sake of filler, and it's because the draw distance is shit. Because you can't <laughs> really control, you really can't control the time of the day because it's no longer locked to um, the switcher setting. It runs on a weird 20, 30 minute cycle or whatever. Yeah. Also, because the gliding is shit. That like I I was gliding around everywhere to try and spot them. But a combination of like you descend really fast after ten seconds, and uh, the draw distance being bad, it's like you don't get a good vantage point on these things. Yeah. Not like- to mention, uh, isn't it great that they are nice and easy to see from the air because they're glowing like every collectible in every other game? Oh wait, they don't glow that much. No, that's in what I'm saying. So they don't glow at all. You're like you, oh, you walk yeah. past it, and you're like, oh, I wasn't paying attention to whether a stake was pointing out of the ground. I guess the thing that's a slightly different color to the other texture might be the stake I'm looking for. You know, you know what? If they wanted to be this um, obtuse about it, the very least they could have done is make them visible from the towers that are littered all over the place. Like, have, um. have, have something uh, you can use to interact with on the lookout towers and that'll, like, highlight them and then you can do, like, a Breath of the Wild st- style um, a glowing marker on the floor and make your way over there. Like, if every yep. lookout tower... Uh, let you see each individual. That would be fine. That, that would be, be that fine. would be really good. That would be that would be a really nice system, actually. Um, I was going to say uh, the the order of operations that I played this in, Seth played played through Scarlet Violet and then played through Ratchet and Clank and Crack and Time. Wow, Patrick, that's a weird tension to bring Ratchet and Clank into this. Just hear me out. Um, the Lorbs, uh, running around getting the Lorbs in the giant open world. I don't remember the name of the planet. Uh, in the the archives, um, you have to go find three. And after two, I was like, where the fuck is a third one? I can't believe that this isn't marked on the map. This is going to be so hard to continue. You get to the third one, and the game's like, okay, you collected three. Here's the rest of them marked on the map. Brilliant system. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, then, it, then like you the, also fucked it up because you missed the first one that's directly behind yeah, you. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But it was just like, um, it was just the, the, the difference where the game, where like Scarlet Violet's like, find eight sticks in the ground that are real fucking hard to see. And meanwhile, Ratchet and Clank's like, Find find three. If you find three, we'll show you the rest of them. I, I really You've want to make it part. sound I want to make it sound worse. It's eight per legendary, so it's thirty-two in total. Yeah, absolutely fucked. Yeah. The legendaries uh, themselves are kind of cool though. Oh yeah, no, I really like the legendaries in this game. I also like the added lore with them. Like you do that history lesson about them, and it's like, oh no, yeah, these are just straight up from another region. Like I don't think there's ever been a legendary Pokemon like story related in any of them when you're like in that region and why why don't we before seth rudely interrupted me uh take the, how good the legendary pokemon are as a segue into the pokedex and thoughts hey. on what what pokemon are available in this game anyway seth continue yeah so just having like some sort of law behind them like just kind of elevates them a little bit more than what's usually there like zapdos moltres and articuno just kind of exist in kanto 
Same with the three dogs in Johto. I don't think there's ever actually been a set of legendaries that are like specifically stated we're from a different region than the region that you're exploring. What do you mean? Charizard's from a different region in Sword and Shield. Yeah. Uh, that, that's more a pseudo <laughs> than a legendary. <laughs> fucking Blastoise and Venusaur get left in the trash, but boy howdy if Charizard isn't going to make it to every fucking game from here until the end of time. They came through. Eventually. They, they yeah. had to wait <laughs> yeah, on their passport. The DLC. Yeah, <laughs> had to wait for their Dynamax forms to. Sorry, the they, Gigantamax they, forms. Um, I, I reckon Blastoise had to declare, uh, no, he did not pack his shell himself, and try and explain the two uh, Hydra cannons on his back. He could, he could, he could easily hijack a plane with those. Change my mind. Well, I no, think your right. Pokemon could easily hijack a plane. You know what? Venusaur could too. It has access to Bullet Seed. Well, so good. Charizard <laughs> literally spits fire. What are we doing here, fellas? What do, you, what do you mean? Charizard literally flies. He doesn't need to kill the pilot. He doesn't need to pay for air travel. Uh, he kills the pilot and then flies out to safety. <laughs> he kills the pilot and then flies the plane. Good guy, Charizard. And then he died and then he um and then he mega evolves to Charizard X and then forgets how to fly. It's okay with me. Oh, that's right. He becomes a dragon type. He terrestrializes into a flying type. How about that? <laughs> so, oh my god. <laughs> so for this Pokédex conversation, should we start with what starter we all picked? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I started with, uh... Fuego Fuego Coco. Coco. Yep. Yes. The names are not very rememberable, and, well, especially for the fire ones, but I started with it as well. Oh, really? You both went with the fire one? Okay, so I picked Quaxley, and I got traded boo. it. <laughs> I got traded the others, so I kept the Sprigatito on my team as well. Double boo. Yeah, it sounds like a bit cheating, but... Power to you, I guess. I mean, hey, if, if, you, if you have the, um... If you had the audacity to pick Quaxley and play the game and then talk about how much you enjoyed it, power to you, my friend. You played yeah. it suboptimally, but like, if, if you had fun, to, you had to, fun to be that fair, way. picking Fue Coco is playing on easy mode. Playing all you've of them seen, is on easy mode. They're all really good. What are you talking yeah, about? You, you, you've, seen, you've seen Grass Cat's special move, right? Oh, yeah, no. The gra- Grass Cat, uh, Miascarada's special move is fantastic. But Skeledoge in general have, uh, like, its, uh, its signature boosting its special attack. And it having unaware just makes it really strong. Well, you know, yeah, it doesn't get unaware by default. Yeah, yeah true. But it's the it's it's signature I mean, move in general is just really strong. I mean, when you think about um, when you think about how they are introduced to you, uh, where you're like walking through the fields and they're just playing whatever. Fuecoco feels like it should have unaware as the ability, but no, it gets Blaze. Yeah, they, they all get like the the natural starter one. Yeah, I. I in general, the Pokédex is alright. I think it's really good. I like I was, so I was much really of happy these. with it. Yeah, like, all the returning Pokémon from older generations are really good, and so many of the new ones I absolutely love. Except for fucking... So, I want to talk about Poor Me for a second. Oh. I, so, Poor Me is a free you stage... Leave poor, you leave my Poor Me boy alone. No, Poor Me is great. Poor Mott is good. Poor Mo doesn't need to exist. Pormo is just an evolution for Pormi where it decides it wants to stand up. That's they, true. They could, have cut yeah. that, they could have cut that out and went straight from Pormi to Pormot. It's cool electric fighting type. That's never been done before. Mm. Yeah, no, and electric fighting is a really good typing. Uh, it's, it's special move burns up. Uh, shit, is it burns up the fighting or burns up the electric type? Electric, yeah. It's like burns burn up out. the electric type. Um, yeah. That fire timing, which is really sick. Yeah, it's cool. I, <laughs> I, I know that we, uh, that we talked about this with Sword and Shield and how one of my gripes with that game is that it felt like so many Pokemon just got shoehorned into, uh, this Pokemon has a special ability. 
this is the only instance of this ability existing. And it's the same fucking name as an already existing ability. They just want to make it slightly different. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what changed, whether I'm just more okay with it or whether it's just been long enough that I've just, um, that, that I realize it's not as big an issue. They do a similar thing in Scarlet Violet and I'm okay with it. So many of the Pokemon are like, oh, you have the special move or you have the special ability. And it's like, great. Love the diversity. Yeah, no, I think it's just because it's more well-rounded in this game. Like, it feels like every single Pokemon has something unique about them to make them more more diverse. Like, they, mm. they give Primate a new ghost move in this so that it can evolve into a ghost fighting type. So Primate, it, for the first time, I guess, in its life, has its own signature move and a new evolution to go along with that. I feel like the evolution is the stronger. <laughs> like, I'm glad Primeape's getting some love. I feel like the, the fact that it evolves into Annihilate. Yeah, no, uh, Annihilate yeah, is so fantastic. good. Yeah. So, some, of the, some of the names, bangers. <laughs> uh, I'm, some of them are good. Like, you've got those sort of, they're regional variants, but they're not regional variants of, like, Toad's Cool and Toad's Cruel. Yeah, no, there's like a weird trio. Clod Sire, my favourite. Yeah, no, there's, there's like a weird distinction. Like, Toad's Cool and Toad's Cruel are like fully unique. There's also a Wiglet and a Wug Trio. But then you have <laughs> Paldean Wooper that evolves into Clodsire. So it gets its own yeah. unique evolution. But the first That's- one is like Paldean regional variants. Isn't, isn't that, isn't like, um, I, I swear that's like, is it Meowth? Yeah, and Galarian Meowth, and then it evolves into. Uh, Perzoka. Perzoka. Viking. Yeah. Yeah, Perzoka. I, I thought that's not too bad, though. Like, I didn't mind it. Like, there's some evolutions, like the Dunsparce. Um, you left the Dunsparce alone. I think it's no, 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 the no, fucking no. funniest thing in the entire world. <laughs> okay, Everyone has no, been going, yeah, like, no, Dunsparce right. is going to be good this generation. And it literally just gets another segment or two segments, depending on which se- thing at, you at get. At first, I was really down on the Dunsparce. Like, it's just like, oh, they just added another d- uh, DU at the beginning of its name and gave it one additional segment. But then I realized, oh, no, it can, it has a 1% chance to go into three segments. And I'm like, you know what? I've turned around this. I think it's hilarious. I think it's fucking horseshit. I think that weird. 1% thing for it to grow longer is really weird. I think Mousehold, where it can be a family of three or a family of four, is fucking strange. Yeah, that's also sure. a 1% thing as well. It, yeah, being that's... a family of three is a 1% chance. The, the fact that there's a 1% chance for it to lose 25% of all its stats. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, it's, um, it's fucking strange. Like, and some of the evolutions are quite weird. Like, yeah, good st- sticking on Tandem Mouse for a second. I fucking love that Tandem Mouse is just like it, it. It levels up in the background, and then you look at your party, and it's just multiplied. It, it doesn't yeah. have like an actual evolution screen. It's just yeah. you look back at your Pokemon list, and it's like, wait a second, there's four of you now. Which is so strange because when the game first came out, it's like, oh, is this a bug? It's fucking evolved. But then you read the Pokedex entry, <laughs> and the Pokedex entry is like, oh. Another one suddenly appeared one day, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, oh yeah, that's right. And how they they retcon how eggs how eggs happen in Spain, where people reverse pickpocket eggs into picnic baskets. Oh yeah, yeah no, the, the Pokemon just leave them in picnic baskets now for you to pick up later. Like, all I'm all I'm saying is the moment where humans abandon Spain and leave it to be reclaimed by Pokemon, they all die out because there's no picnic baskets. Very very strange. I'm the yeah the whole breeding mechanic. If you have to breed them at picnics, I'm still against. <laughs> to be honest, um, it just seems very weird. I like, yeah, sit, prefer sit, it. sitting there eat, eating a sandwich and like the, the two people want to fucking. Um, <laughs> really, right in front of the salad? Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> right in front. Of- <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but going going oh, back man. to the evolution thing again, like how Gimigul has a chest form and it takes 999 coins and you roughly get, if you find them roaming around, you get between like one to 10 or if you find a chest, you get between about like 30 to 60. Like they take so long and so hey, much. No, no, like, no, no, no. The, the thing I that makes sense. You know what? They, they, they were initially going to make that pay to win. You could put your credit card details in and just buy coins. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, it, de- it definitely feels that sort of way. Like- Once you realize that they're mostly found on top of the, um, like the battle versions of them mostly found on top of towers and you have like all of the movement abilities, it doesn't take all that long to do. But it's just, it's just bullshit looking for stuff. Um, yeah. And if you <laughs> want like to do multiple of them, it takes a long time to get back up to the 999. Yeah. Cause it uses all 999. And it's not like as if when you go over 999, it like has like a separate one where it's like, oh, here's the other ones. Like you sort of like lose them all. So you have to start exactly from zero again. It's yeah. it's weird. I fucking hate it. Um, like, um, actually, sort of uh, hopping off of that one, that one is a very different evolution mechanic. I know that there are quite a few other crazy evolution mechanics, like even Poor Mart, where you have to run around with it out of its Pokeball for a while, which- Yeah, 1,000 like, steps. Let's, let, 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 let's just think about that for a sec. Uh, that, from like an actual, like, natural state of Pokemon evolutionary perspective is probably the most logical one that Pokemon's ever done. It's training. It's, uh, it's running That's and insane. training. Like, like, like that in its natural state, it will eventually evolve. Yeah, good shit. It doesn't need human intervention. What a nice change. Finizen but- is such a weird one as well, because that one is like, get it to level 38 or so while you're in someone else's uh, game. Well, you don't have to be in someone else's game. You just have to be in a union room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Which right. Is, but, it's just a union room, so it can be your own one. Yeah, but you still have to have someone else in the union room, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's you can't do it. It's my understanding anyway. Like, it's very... And then, like, it evolves, and it looks like it evolves into the same thing with a fucking heart on its chest, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, but um, its ability, Zero is a Hero, is so fucking good. Yeah, it is pretty good. It's just, oh, it's, I don't know. I, I couldn't come around on it. Be- best and worst Pokemon from Gen 9? Uh, from a purely... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, purely from an aesthetic, plus the names, plus the background of it, like Fido and Dashbun, those are fucking hysterical. Yeah, Fido um, and Dashbun are pretty good. Yeah. And Dashbun's <laughs> ability of like, every time it gets hit by a fire attack, its defense goes up because it's like that, fucking baked. It's that, fucking that, hysterical. I love it. That's hit me so hard playing uh, with Skeledurge, where it's just like, let me just spam my spe- like special attack boost. It's like, oh, no, I can't do that against, um, uh, I, can't, I can't do it against that. Yeah, like it's it's pretty cool, but like my overall favorite, I don't know. I think it'd probably have to be Reverum. That uh, Reverum's pretty good. Breven yeah, and Houndstone it- are pretty good too. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But I, the Houndstone potentially uh, getting banned by Smogon at some point. Oh yeah, because of its fucking ability. It's that yeah, it's move is so good. Three hundred base power ghost move. Yeah, like after like three or four Pokemon faint. Yeah. yeah. Um, I time to swing the ban hammer. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like that electric fly, flying one, Watchel and Kilowatt. It seems like they're missing an evolution. Like, and yeah, I don't know it why. feels like they've only gone True. to stage two. Yeah, and that's, I do enjoy how Squawkabilly has those four different colors and all four different colors have like different abilities or stats. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's neat. Oh, really? They do? Um, well, I think it's like grouped into two, like two of them have uh, the same stats and the other two have different stats. Like it just flips a couple of things. So that's pretty interesting. Hmm. But in terms of weakest, I, in terms of what I think design-wise, I don't know. Probably Lechonk and Oinkalong are pretty shit. Um, uh, well, well, one of those is pretty shit, and yeah, it's not Oink- Lechonk. Oinkalong is pretty bad. 
I always thought it was shit. Oh no, um, oh, what's that Earthworm one? Um, oh, Earthworm or something? I fucking hate that. Earthworm is pretty bad one. as well. I, it fu- I fucking it's a fucking worm with a thing in the middle. Um, yeah. Um, but, I don't like uh spider ops. Yeah, that's fair. It seems like it should be doing something else. Low kicks is really cool though. Yeah, low kicks. The cricket great. one. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking uh, hate Tatsugiri, but the fucking sushi one. I like how it interacts with that big Dodonzo Dondozo. one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Hate how it looks like sushi. But I did find yeah. a shiny one, so I'm legally obligated to say it. <laughs> so now it's your favorite. Uh, yeah. You know what? Shiny check. Zero. Uh, zero, yeah, zero scene, zero battled, zero caught. Uh, I found a shiny Voltor, but it self-destructed on me and I didn't save in front of it, so I've lost it. But I got a Tatsugiri shiny, but that's it. I might find a bit more now that I've got the shiny charm and I'm doing my um, living decks, but I don't care. I've, I've, got, a a couple, color, you? I've got a couple yeah. of things to trend trading me over some, but the one I found myself, and Patrick it will love this because we just came off spending so fucking long doing a pink shiny tier list. I got a shiny Sneasel. On purpose or...? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not he on purpose. The receipt and he's like, "Please take it back, please." Any, anything else? Um, no, I was just running through the ice area, and I just noticed a sneasel was pink, and I was like, "Of course, it's a fucking sneasel that we ranked <laughs> as disgusting." I'm getting it anyway. Still is. I, I do hate so in Legends Arceus where they first started putting shiny Pokemon in the overworld, and it made a sound when you found yes. it. That was fucking sick. They do not make a sound in this. And some oh, of those shiny- that means that when I play it muted, it's fine. Yeah, you can play it muted, it's fine. Yeah, and that's why I probably played Arceus with the sound on just in case I found one. Yeah, no, that was right. the other thing that I wanted to bring up was a backtrack from Arceus is that Arceus had that jingle when you had a yeah. um, shiny and it also did the animation, like the shiny animation when you looked at it. Yeah, the, the sparkles. Yeah, with this one, yeah. it doesn't do it. There's no- there's no sparkle, there's no- well, there's a sparkle when you enter the battle, but in the overworld there's no sparkle. And some of the shinies, especially some of the new ones, look exactly the fucking same. Um, like it's it's the three one shades hate, darker. The one I hate the most is um, Charcadet. Charcadet is exactly the same, except they changed the eye colour to blue instead of red. Okay, <laughs> fuck, you're never going to see that. What's you literally the- have to walk up to it and look at its eyes to be able to tell. <laughs> Stare at its soul. But, yeah, on the whole, like, I, I think I was, like, quite- Negative at the start, but they sort of grew on me like that rock salt, Gargankle, whatever you pronounce it. That's oh, all I fucking on me. love Gargankle. Yeah, Gargankle, I think. Sick. Yeah, I fucked fuck if I know how to pronounce it. Like, they sort of did grow on me. Um, and I think they only grew on me because they have so much personality in the overworld. Yeah, the personality yeah, in the overworld helps but, so much. Yeah, I, I think, um, I, uh, to me, I, I think this might be my favorite. Uh, like um, regional decks game. Mm, uh, maybe, maybe aside from Gen Three, it's it's at least on par, if not perhaps slightly better than Gen Three. Haven't really figured out the Gen Three comparison yet. But the the reason why I say that is because um, I'm I'm a sucker for Wooper. I love me a Whoopie boy, <laughs> and the fact that I so quickly got a Paldean Wooper, and it was yeah, like, no, you can get right at the beginning of the game. But what does it evolve into? And as soon as it evolved, I'm like, okay, he's on my team until I die. Like, <clears throat> I'm never taking him out of my team. Yeah, no, I think I, I agree. I this Claude is Zara. a really good regional deck, so I think it might also be my favorite. Like, there's a lot of old Pokemon I love. All the new ones are really good. Like, there's not many new Pokemon in here that I dislike, honestly. It's got Luxray. It's got Luxray. It's apparently. Uh, yeah, except yeah. for Spidops. But even Spidops yeah. isn't like a hate. It's just like a you exist sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that feel. It doesn't feel right from its evolution, like the tarantula one. It feels like there should be like a middle one. 
Um, but it, they did break a lot of like traditions, for lack of a better word. Like, there's no three stage uh, bird evolution. Yeah, there's that's no a good three point. stage bug evolution. Um, the, the pseudo legendary is a dragon, but they'll fucking never stop doing that. Um, there's no real. They uh, actually did stop. The, the one time they don't have a dragon is uh, Gen 2. Actually, no, oh, Gen yeah, 3 yeah. as well. Metagross is not Yeah, um, Metagross. Yeah, Metagross is but... but that that wasn't the pseudo. That, like, are they both that's pseudos? in the game. But are they both? I think, oh, it's, I think Metagross is the official pseudo for Gen 3. Yeah, because like Metagross is... Uh, sorry, um, Salamence is in the same ballpark as uh, Flygon and being like a sick, powerful dragon type, but I don't know if it's oh. the pseudo. Um, oh, I'm going to look it up while you guys yeah, are Yeah, because I think Bagon is actually pretty easy to get. It oh, is in this one. I, I, um, in the desert area, just ran in, just fucking ran into a Bagon. Oh, no, I mean in Gen 3. Like, Bagon oh. is just generally a fairly easy Pokemon to get. Mm, disagree. He's only available after you have Waterfall in Meteor Falls. Yeah, it's, it's, it takes a while and he's still pretty rare. Yeah. So according to Bulbapedia, they are both pseudo-legendaries. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, get, get fucked around it, I guess. Well. Uh, the, oh, um, uh, shoot, some of the new moves. Uh, some of the new moves I think are really cool too, which we sort of touched on with the, with the different abilities and stuff, but like, yeah, <laughs> gra- um, um, uh, not Houndoom, help me out, Ghost Dog. <laughs> uh, uh, Houndstone. Houndstone. Graveyard, <laughs> Graveyard, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Graveyard gra- 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 and Houndstone. Graveyard is the first one, Houndstone is yeah. the second. Oh, yeah, okay, uh, cool. But yeah, Hound- Houndstone special move, uh, fucking baller. Um, revival all of the starters, blessing. Uh, all of the starters' new special moves are baller. Yeah, uh, poor Mott's revival blessing is sick. Um, uh, I don't remember which Pokemon it is, but the the snow snowy drift, um, the one that like causes it to start snowing. Ah, uh, Satitan, um, uh, isn't it? Is it Satitan? I don't think I don't it's a Satitan special, but um, the the one where like it, it it goes back to it goes back to the train. It's basically like Volt Switch, but like it it starts yeah, snowing. The uh, the chilling uh, the chilling uh, joke one. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. I don't think there's a signature move, though, is it? I thought that no, was just No, I think a... that's a TM you can get. But Sorry, but... Um, I, I, I misspoke when I said signature moves. I'm just thinking, like, um, new moves to Gen 9 is what oh, I meant. Okay, so, yeah, okay, yeah. Because uh, Revival Blessing is also not, not a signature move. Uh, poor Mott and uh, one other can get it. I don't remember uh, that. The fucking uh, Dung Beetle one. Uh, uh, spider Ops. <laughs> no, it's not fucking Spider um, But yeah, like, the, the moves are pretty from cool. above. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's still a shame that uh, some of the, the the signature moves and the new moves seem like they've had a couple uh, of work, sorry, some work done in the animation. Um, other moves do not. Um, tackles still looks like it moving forward. One of the ones for Backscalibur is bad. It turns up on d- purpose. It, 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 it's yeah, on it purpose like because it's a, yeah, it's a it's a straight up uh, um glaive rush. It's just a straight up reference to a Godzilla move and. Uh, Backscalibur is just a Godzilla monster, so I'm, yeah, that, I'm that, fine that, that with does that. Make sense. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, okay, so let's pivot onto Paradox Pokemon. What do you guys yeah, think? I wanted, to, I, I was about to pivot onto them as well. Wow, look at you two sharing a brain cell. It's so cute. <laughs> um, Don't be jealous. We'll share one later, babe. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> I think the ones me. from Scarlet are a lot better than the ones in Violet. I think the ones they chose for Scarlet were worse. Like they, I sort of do get the theme, but like having a like Jigglypuff, Mistreavus, like they're all pre-evolution. I, I love Mistreavus, so I think I, I won out on that one. 
I'm gonna have yeah, to pull I just the full I... list because I'm missing. I don't know what the paradox Pokemon are that are available in uh, Scarlet. So I'm just gonna I will link you, you the full yeah. Pokédex for you to have a look at. Yeah. So I and I did not like the the naming convention for Violet. Like everything All is of them iron, are just iron something. Iron something. Yeah. And I think agreed because I think because that name was iron something. I assumed they're all steel types, and that's not true at all. Yes. Holy shit, yeah. the number of times during the during the battles um in false storyline where it was like, you don't know what type this is. Like, well it's got iron in the name and it looks metallic. Surely it's a steel type. Nope, electric. Yeah, yeah like, I'm just looking yeah. at the last two that they list. In Scarlet, you get Roaring Moon, which is a Salamance uh paradox. And in Violet you get Iron Valiance, which is a mix of Galate and Gardevoir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, love Iron Valiant though. Iron Holy Valiant shit. is so fucking cool. Thank so you, Trin, cool. for the shiny Iron Valiant. I love it. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, but both of those are really cool. Like, I really love Roaring Moon as well. And just just for for the comparison's sake, I was trying to make Roaring Moon is such a cooler name than Iron Valiant. Well, all the Paradox Pokemon from Scarlet have much better names. Yep, like you, you got Screamed like- Scream Tail for Jigglypuff. Flood or Fluttermane's a pretty shit name, actually, to be honest. But Sandy Shocks for, for Electra, uh, Electra, uh, Magnemite. Magnemite, yeah. Uh, no Magnetite. Slitherwing for um, Love Esther. Um, Volcarona. Volcarona, yeah. Like it, it's great actually, task. No, no, sorry, it has to be. Because uh, there's an Iron Moth, which is definitely Volcarona, so uh, that would have to be. It's both. It's, um, they're both Volcaronas. It's past Volcarona and future Volcarona. Oh, yeah, okay. there's a couple of them yeah, that yeah. share. Like Great Tusk is um at past uh, past um uh Don Iron Treads. Yeah. yeah, and then there's Iron Treads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yep. Yeah, and I, um, I, I sort of the, like that. The the first time I saw the the what what was your first Paradox Pokemon other than the Titan? Uh, Iron Bundle. Like story wise, you're gonna get it. Like the yeah, Deli's okay, so, one, so which it, is fucking So cheap. it is it is fixed, right? I, I can yeah, mine was Scream Tail. So yeah, I ran cool. into Jigglypuff first. And so me, me looking at Iron Bundle going, holy shit, it's a deli. What the fuck? He's here. Yeah. It was- you know what? Um, down note for Iron Bundle, it doesn't, it's not a pink shiny. What? No, I'm it's, it uh, all, all, I think all of the iron ones just go completely metallic silver. <sighs> yeah, they do. And they yeah, keep their for- secondary color or their sec- yeah. secondary color gets um, highlighted a bit more. Yeah, like that's why I like Iron Hands looks very similar in its shiny form. It's just got like a little head. But yeah, all the shinies for Iron. For all the violet paradoxes are all like more, more metallic looking. Actually, you know what? Quick shout out to Game Freak as well. The shininess of certain Pokemon, especially Steel types, like look at like a Magneton or something or a Magnemite. Um, it's very shiny in a way that just makes it look hundred uh, yeah, percent better textured. I think they, I think oh, they put, put um reflections that's what on you them. Mean. Yeah, like the actual sick. shininess, not the shiny spriteness. Yeah, no, no, not the shiny spriteness. The actual shininess of of the texture. Uh, it's um oh, yeah, pretty, I, it's I know what you mean. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I can give and take the legendaries. Um, I can sort of understand their past and future versions of Cyclers are, but I can. I thought they were pretty average, to be honest. I really um, like Coridon. I I think it looks really cool, especially when it's running around on all fours, right? Yeah, no, that's the best part. God, I I I thought oh, I hated that. <laughs> so sorry, man. Man, yeah. shiny great tusk looks sick. Oh, you know, shiny yeah. great tusk is pretty good. Actually, regular Great Tusk also looks good. God damn. Yeah. The, I, the, I really like Shiny Iron Moth as well. Yeah, they. it just feels like the like they chose, like, fucking Amoongus for Brute Bonnet. Like, it, the Pokemon choices for, Scar- for Scarlet are worse, 
but the designs are cooler, um, if that makes sense. I yeah. can I can agree with that because you fucking get Hydreigon in that violet. But it yeah, just it looks that. like a low poly Hydreigon. If that's it the does, future yeah. Hydreigon, it's in its peak form now. It only goes down. Actually, that makes sense because the whole fairy type thing. No, never mind. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, and they get a couple of like interesting types, like Iron Hands being a fighting electric. It's pretty good. I don't know how Iron Moth is a fucking poison type, but whatever, man. I like Iron Valiant being the secondaries for Gardevoir and Gallade, so it's fairy yeah. fights. Instead of a psychic. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, what's the um the non paradox, but also from the area, the one that when you punch it just spews poison spikes everywhere. Oh uh, yes, yes. Uh, um, I need glimmer, to find that. Glimmer something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Glamora, um, I think. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that that's a pretty cool Pokemon. It's a shame that the what's it? What's the the champion's name? Greedo. Greedo. That Pokemon last. Um, because yeah. it's literally <laughs> designed to be sent out first. Strange. <laughs> Do do we want to talk? Do we want to talk about the Elite Four at some point? We, we might as we might as well sort it in now. I, I think we're sort of coming towards the end of uh, of, our, of our discussion. We've kind of ambled through a bunch of the headings. Um, yeah, I, would, yeah. I will just quickly preface it with: I saw a clip of it might have actually been in the Larry fight. I think it was of the clip I saw where someone sent out a Ditto, oh, which yes. impo- <laughs> imposter transformed into one of his Pokemon, and the Pokemon only have two moves. No, no, that's, yeah. that's uh, completely on point for Larry. He's efficient. <laughs> nah, it's just pretty... It's like, it's like his, um... It's his, like, ace when you're a, he's a gym leader. He terrestrializes into a normal, and it's got, like, two moves. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, and it wouldn't surprise me if that was all the gym leaders as well. He, he does not need more than two moves. He's efficient. Four moves is too much. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Where's the coverage? He's a normal-type gym leader. He needs some sort of coverage. Literally. <laughs> actually, oh. um, so on the gym leaders, actually, I kind of wish that they weren't programmed to just go straight into their terrestrialized versions um, when they have their Pokemon out, because, like, let's say it's a Pseudo-Wudo out um, for the Grass Gym. Pseudo-Wudo is a Rock-type, and you're more than likely going to have a Fire-type in. If he just kept it for one turn, he could fuck up your Fire-type and then terrestrialize into the Grass-type. But they're just hard programmed to go. No, I'm going to change now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, and they uh, change which, into which the time means... it's supposed to be, which is just fucking strange. Like it's <laughs> so it's like okay, cool. I'm gonna sweep again. Another fire type attack. Yeah, but that that does mean that um, when people eventually pull this apart and we have roms and shit, uh, like rom rom hacks of Scarlet Violet, I think are gonna be sick specifically because being able to tinker with the AI with terrestrialization, any kind of like hard mode mod or ROM that people create, they have so much to work with in this game. They do. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> electric, electric air balloon shit engines as far as the eye can see. Um, uh, <laughs> gym leaders, uh, which will probably be, or at least Elite Four, sorry, which will probably be our uh, last topic. Looking uh, at we can include time. the gym leaders if we want because you do have to fight them a couple of times and having them in a post-game setting was kind of neat. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, I was in two minds about it. I I liked the intent, but it felt like it became a bit of a chore because they didn't. Maybe it maybe it was because up. I was. It might have been because I was so over leveled, but the yeah, no, you kind of just feel, sort of plow through them. Yeah, like it didn't feel different the first time to second time. It was just like, oh, you're back. Here is like a, a line about how you know I've grown or how I can now release full power, and then they can get one shot. Yeah, no, I like the additional bit of story for them all which is like when you first run into them like katie for example is kind of like oh yeah i run the bakery more than i'm a gym leader blah 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 and then 
after getting beaten down by you as a champion now, she kind of like, you know what, maybe I will focus on being a gym leader a little bit more because I'm kind of getting rusty at this. And, and Katie's of- great. I, lo- I love Katie, but the thing yeah. is, Katie is in the minority in terms of gym leaders like that. No, I think a mm. lot of them are like that. Like, even Grusha is like that. He's like, but he's more like, I, I, he's my, my dreams guy. as a snowboarder died. I'm just doing this out of um out of obligation to Greta. Uh, and then after beating him down the second time, he's like fully motivated. Like, he's come around and had like an internal monologue for himself of like, no, no, I really enjoy Pokemon battling and I'll take <laughs> an this more seriously. An internal monologue that wasn't voice acted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that last part where you have to versus gym leaders again, that is fucking padding. Um, I, it I, is. I, maybe it's just because I'm really good at Pokemon games, because I, I was, I think I was like a, yeah, big flex. Because you, you went straight to the, the school battle and you're like, I am the best that there ever will be. Yeah, and ever was. Um, I, I think what would have helped them if it, is if it would have been padding even more, but give them six Pokemon to have. That, that's like my it doesn't big- make It doesn't make a difference though. Like it's, it's, I, it's an I extra 10 it seconds. I think it does. No, no, no. I, I think it does because what, what they did in, um, shit, now I'm getting confused between Auras or it might have been X and Y, but when, when you go back through and fight them again, they get a Mega Revolution and the Mega Revolution becomes the center point of their team and they actually become threatening because they are then using the mechanic. Like here, mm. here, um, they terrestrialize the last Pokemon twice. They don't, they don't like level up. They just get stronger. I think having a level up, giving them six Pokemon, giving them another Another mechanic seems like I'm asking a lot, but it was just really cool to go back through and fight the Elite Four. I, I don't remember which game it was, but w- it was one of them where you go through and you fight them and that's all fine. And you go through them and then on the, um, on the animation, I'm pretty sure it was Auras actually, because I, rem- I remember Sydney, which is um, Auras Elite Four. Uh, on the animation of like, you've challenged uh, Elite Four Sydney, it would do the flash of the Mega Bracelet. And it was like, oh shit, yeah, he came to play. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it does that. That's pretty cool. And so here it just feels like, oh, I've been told that I need to, like, <laughs> I've been told that I'm getting audited by Greta. Time to try again, I guess. Oh yeah, no, you beat me serious. again. Yeah. Actually, uh, also onto gym leaders real quick. And this is just kind of like a general overall game structure thing. I wish that um, the game scaled. I Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, you, you went through the Titans all back to back, and then that meant you got, had to, like, fight a level 60 Titan at the end before you even touched the gym leaders and the uh, team star bases. <laughs> I, I think it's, like, level 55. Oh, God. Yeah. Ooh. But it, just in general for the gym leaders, like, you can fight them in any order, and the way I played, I went to Katie first, and- Yeah, hold same. On. Let, let me, um, let me pull up the gym leaders again, but, uh, the next one- Hey, Jamie, pull that shit up. So I went Katie, Brassius, and Iono, and then to Larry. Kofu is meant to be before Larry, and I think I might have even did Rhyme before Larry, and she's level- uh, Not not Larry, um, Kofu, and Rhyme's in the level 40s, and so I go back to Kofu later on, and he's like- He's level 29, so I'm way over-leveled for him, and- Mm. On my trip back down around the uh, west side of the map, I was just completely overleveled for everything that was there except for the um the paradox titan. Yeah, and it's it's weird to just go through like I went through the east side of the map, then the west side, but they kind of expect you to go east west east west east west like so back and I'll, forth. I'll I'll never admit that Fuecoco was easy mode, but looking at the list of gym leaders again, 
Uh, there is a reason why I didn't struggle at all with the final three gym leaders being uh, Ghost, Psychic, and Ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ruh <Ruh-ruh>, raggy <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it felt like maybe because it was like too open, I just sort of go wherever I wanted. And I think I accidentally got to uh, Grusha, the Ice-type gym leader, like when I was like 13 levels, maybe 10 to 13 levels underneath. So I got... I nearly, I nearly turned it around, um, but I just couldn't quite do it. So I'm like, well, obviously, I'm not supposed to be here. So I went around and did other things and then came back and flogged her. Sorry, oh, yeah. flogged and, him. And the way that um, you describe the gym leaders in the um, map as well, like, that's how I kind of uh, structured out my thing. It, yeah, it's, same. It, it really highlights Tulip as being a super hard challenge. Yeah, so yeah Tulip was my it last one of, because of that. Yeah, I made her mm. my last gym because of that as well. And then it's like, oh, no, she's a few levels underneath Grusha, so I'm just kind of steamrolling her. Yeah, and I, I think that's because in previous games, the Ice Gym Leader is almost always either the second to last or last one, so I I wasn't sure which order they would be in this one, but I yeah, figured having a fire type meant that it couldn't be that hard. I think usually if the Ice one isn't last, it's because they've got Dragon last. Uh, not in Gen 3. Oh, Gym me? last, baby. Oh yeah, um... and Gen, Gen 5 Part 2 also has water last. Too many water gym leaders. <laughs> Too much water, 7 out of 10, Pokemon in general. Uh, yeah, was, uh, was there something you wanted to bring up with the Elite Four, or anything more about the gym leaders and then the Elite Four? Uh, not for the gym leaders, I think I kind of covered everything with them. I like them all as characters, they all, like, having the photo op with them at the end of their fights highlights their personality a little bit more. I just, this is a Very really true. good set of, this is a really good set of gym leaders, like, I feel like gym leaders either don't get a lot of, um, flavor text or personality added to them, which can be a shame. Like, a lot of, uh, who, who cares about the Gen 2 gym leaders besides Whitney? And Whitney's infamous because of, um, of, um, her mill tank. And then there's also the Steel gym leader. I'm forgetting her name at the moment. Was there a Steel gym leader or a Steel Elite 4? Steel gym leader in, um, uh, Gen 2. I'm oh, talking about. um, Jasmine. Yeah, Jasmine. People, people like Jasmine as well because you kind of meet her a little bit before you do her gym, so she gets like that little extra bit of um, yeah, story bit of love. Building. Yeah, yeah. got to save that and for us. But yeah, it's when they do little bits like that, the gym leaders kind of stick out more, and I appreciate when they do that. Um, and this game's full of that. Mm. I also like how uh, across, I think it's basically confirmed, right? Across the eighteen things that you have to do around the map, it's basically one type per. Oh yeah, no, it's every type per thing. Yeah. I, th- I think that's just a nice touch. That that was a really nice touch as mm. well. Very true. Yeah. I'm still not sold on the whole idea of making it open world and being able to tackle each gym leader, but... That's, that's why I kind of want it to be scaling, because then yeah. that way... It would, make, it would make sense if it was scaled. Yeah, and yeah. Have, their change, uh, have their teams be dynamic with scale as well. Like, and, or and just have... like take the element evolution up or down. Um, yeah, they, they could do a million things. <laughs> no, but no, maybe... no, 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 keep the same evolution, but change the level. I want, I want level, level 20, uh, high dragon. Yeah. Easy. Level, level 47, Teddy, uh, Teddy. Teddy Yosa. No, yeah, Teddy Yosa. Yeah. Uh, should be fun, but, mm. uh, maybe next, and, maybe Gen 10. And then, yeah, the Elite Four keep popping up throughout the, um, throughout the gym leader story. So they're like constantly being hyped up as well. And I like mm. them a lot. Rika has become a phenomenon online. Actually, for Poppy, Poppy surprised me. I thought she was going to be a ghost type um, Elite Four member, and then she ends up being Steel type. Did anyone else get thrown off by that? Uh, not really. I thought she was going to be Fairy or something, but 
it's, uh, yeah, I still it's, it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> true skeleton unite um yeah i i just don't i don't really like the archetype of the unassuming little kid in the elite four just because it feels a little tropey to me and i i don't know other examples of it from pokemon games so i don't know where i'm getting that from but as soon as they they talked about how oh yeah poppy's also in the elite four it's like oh fucking course she is <laughs> No, um, yeah, for me, it was more like, um, she has, like, a Drifloon hat, I think, and so I thought she was going to be a ghost type, but she's also- <laughs> she, She's a survivor. She, yeah, and she's also all dressed in purple, so- Is it a Drifloon hat? I thought it was just some dumbass visor. It might be. I don't know where I'm getting the Drifloon thing from. You walk in, you kill all the puppies, Pokemon, you're about to walk away. Also, your hat's fucking dumb. <laughs> Leaves. Um, <laughs> refuses to elaborate. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like I, that Hassel guy. Um, I love Hassel. He looks like me for real. He's got <laughs> like that that weird man ponytail with the other half of his hair is down. So, and I sort of look like that. And and we also talked about him before, but Larry coming in and being forced to be a flying type elite four member was fantastic. That was yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah, I, I think I think Larry might just be my overall highlight of of Gen of Gen nine. To be yeah, honest. no, Larry's so good. <laughs> We all need to like, talk yeah. about why we love Larry so much. The the thing is, I will forever give uh, shit to Game Freak for not voice acting. I'm okay with not voice act with not voice acting Larry. They they nailed it. <laughs> no no no. They yeah. they needed voice acting, but it needed to be like the most slow thing that you want to mash through, and no, they no, just no, no. They, they, they disable they, it. <laughs> even better, they they needed voice acting for everyone and still keep Larry subtitled. I'm I'm going to do one more suggestion, Larry, but he's the voice by Boomhauer. Voice like Boomhauer, I mean. I, I hate that. <laughs> Boomhauer. I have no idea who that is. Um, King he's of the, the guy Hill. that talks with in King of the Hill. Look, if you're doing confessions, I've never seen an episode of King of the Hill. You, you well, should we fix that at some confessions, point. Confessions, so... Hmm, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Let's find and then, out. And then, yeah, we get to Gita at the end, and I have problems with her team. <laughs> talk us through those problems so. most importantly the Glimora should be the first thing she sends out and yeah, the King agreed. Gambit should be the last thing she sends out also agreed like it's it's so weird that she ends on a Pokemon that you can kind of rinse really easily and it has it's used as a toxic spike setup and it's like oh yeah you I just hit this Pokemon it sent out toxic spikes and now the battle's over whoop de doo <laughs> whoop de doo indeed. I also feel like the Go-Goat is not doing anything for this team. And, like, half her team is weak to fire. And, uh, weak to... Ghost. No, bug. Half, half's weak to bug as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, it would be too. Yeah. No, no, Skeledurge rips through this team, though. Ghost beats, um, Espafra, uh, which is a psychic. Espafra. Espafra, that's the one. The one that looks like Lady Gaga and Cleopatra. <laughs> Wow, okay, can't unsee that now. <laughs> then there's the Go-Goat, which is weak to fire. Then Veluza has the water advantage, but also ghost disadvantage. And by that point, you've buffed up your special attack if you're using the um the signature move. Then you get to Avalog, which gets destroyed by the signature move. Then King Gambit gets destroyed by the signature move. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. <laughs> Skeleton yeah, rips then... through her. Yeah, but then, but then you get walled by uh, Glamora. Glamora's not a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like look, Pokemon games aren't really that difficult. 
Um, I don't know what we were expecting. They are getting um, easier. So, so the funny, the funny thing about that is, I feel like it's not difficult for us. But I saw someone play this as their first Pokemon game recently, and they got fucking filtered by a few gym leaders. Like they got filtered by Katie. But did they get filtered because they were underleveled or because they didn't have the right because, Pokemon? Because it's their first Pokemon game, so they didn't know how to play. They yeah. don't know type matchups, and it's like once <gasps> you know type matchups and like yeah. being able to build a team, then yeah, you rip through these. But like you got to remember, these games are someone's first Pokemon game, so it's going to, it's, even though it's easy Seth, for us, it's going Seth, to, Pokemon, it's going to wall someone. Pokemon's not designed for kids. It's been around since the 90s. Yeah, it's designed for new kids. It's, yeah, it's designed game, for this, adults now. This game is designed for Gen Z kids. <laughs> so, um, no, so I, someone, uh, one of the podcasts I listen to, PKMN Cast, which is a very good podcast, highly recommend all Pokemon fans listen to this. Well, you don't have to go around shouting out other rival podcasts, but... Um, they said they'd shout us out if I shouted them out. Um, oh. It, oh, the, yeah, host name, the host name is also Steve. Um, he said they're always going on about how Pokemon isn't a kid's game. It's an all ages game because there are the in-depth mechanics like uh, VGC and shiny hunting and that type of thing that do give the game a bit more depth to people that are older and want that challenge. But it is very accessible for like pick up and play for people that don't really understand it. Actually, you know what? Before I forget, I'm literally seething that there is no fucking battle tower in this game. What the actual fuck, man? Jesus. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? This game needed something extra for the post game to uh, do that. Yeah, because the post game is refight the gym leaders, do the um, do the school tournament over and over again. Yeah, the school and- tournament's infinitely replayable. That's your battle tower now. <laughs> Give me a, like a battle tower where it's actually like he gets like a hundred win streak and it's like actually like semi difficult. Like, what do you mean? You can get to a hundred win streak in the Pokemon tournament. Just keep wedging nerds. <laughs> but that's like it's easy. That's like you put a turbo controller on, you hold the A button down, you go to bed, you wake up. Oh look, I've beaten them a million times. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that's. Um, I wish even they took the battle frontier away from us in Aura. <laughs> and I'm shitty they're taking the fucking battle tower away. They're, they're they're taking away content from us with every game. What are we gonna do? The next game's gonna have one. The next game's gonna have one gym leader. I think the last time we had a battle tower was Gen Seven as well. They nah, had we had that, so, like, so, big battle nah, tree. So Nah, Sword and Shield had a, had a bow tower. In DLC? Nope, in singles. Oh, sorry, in the base game. <laughs> Where is that? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Rose, Rose Tower. Tower. Rose Tower yeah. gets it. Yeah, yeah. never mind. Yeah. I, I haven't I been. Know, I, didn't I, got go there. I got 100 wins in that. Trying my VGC team out. Um, very, very cool. Makes you feel like a big man getting those fucking battle points. Um, also, I do I like guess- how <laughs> battle points are gone. I guess to round out this um, Gita <laughs> conversation, uh, what were your uh, championship teams? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Um, Good question. Steven, Steven, it's in the priorities chat. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm scrolling up, I'm scrolling up. Um, He's stalling, Seth, leave him alone. Uh, well, I'll go, I'll go first. Um, no surprises for my first Pokemon, uh, Clodsire. Yay. <laughs> Clodsire with, with a quick claw. I don't really care. Really? really? No I reaction just... to that? Oh, uh, I, I, really I get funny. it, it's not funny, but. I, I like okay. Clodsire, it's a good boy. Yeah, no, but the, it was the quick claw that really made it. Anyway, it was, it was partially because it was a, a, a negative speed boosting um, nature, but I, I wasn't going to trade out my, um, you know, you have, to, you have to learn to accept imperfections in people and Pokemon. So my, my Clodside was, was perfect just the way he is. Sorry, just the way she is. Um, uh, Skelly Dirge, uh, Veluza, Low Kicks, Kilowattrel, and Satitan. That's a pretty <laughs> good spread. Um, I'll go next. Mine was um, Tinkerton which 
Should I, should I give the nicknames along with them, or should I just go through the list? <laughs> if you want to. nickname them as well. Yeah, so Clubber the Tinkerton, Josuke uh, the Quaxival, uh, Blaze the Meowskarada, Sub-Zero the Vaxcalibur. Uh, my favourite name on this list is um, Bancoff the um, uh, Grafii, and Pyroman.exe the Armor Rogue. Okay, those are all, some of those are good, better nicknames than others. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but for me, my team, um, I had an Iron Treads, uh, I got Garganical, however you pronounce that, and uh, Bolivia, Low Kicks, Veluza, and Skeledurge. So I, I was, I was you, going to you... ask at one point, because the first time I saw this, I was like, how the fuck did you get an Iron Treads before the Elite Four? And then I kind of ran into that, because you can actually run into the Titan Pokemon and catch them before the Elite Four. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's how I got Iron Treads, and I thought that was fucking sick. Um, I didn't yeah. realize that they had um very high stat distributions. So yeah, no, the Titans are very good. Yeah, and because Iron Treads is always my lowest leveled Pokemon, I always had it number one. It just fucking bulldozed everything. Um, not that I felt bad about it, because I if I sent out another Pokemon, it probably would have bulldozed them as well. But it's literally, and because it's a Steel type as well, I'd take like ten damage on a hit. Yeah, no, I had Tinkerton um, as my spike setup um, because they can just learn spikes through TMs. And also being steel fairy type, they just kind of survive a lot of things and can oh, put, dish out a lot of damage. Zero weakness. Dish out a lot of damage specifically to Corviknights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, have you seen the Corviknight defense force coming out to go? Actually, no, Tinkerton would be really bad against the Corviknight competitively. <laughs> it's it like, would, yeah, no. It's yeah, right. No, like- it, it is, but go touch grass. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Go touch grass types. Yeah, like it. Yeah, I really enjoyed this game. Um, it's a shame there's nothing really to do in the post game, but be like that. I still need yeah, to go that's, back. That's and that's kind of where him. I'm leaning as well. Like, I really like this game, and the lack of a post game and the performance issues kind of hurt it for me. Mm, like, yeah, uh, early on in the game, I was getting headaches playing this game. It like the bad frame rates really hurt me. Really? Mm. Like actual like physical headaches? Yeah, like actual physical headaches. What the fuck? Touch grass, man. Um, <laughs> there was that sort of, uh, that memory bleeding or whatever it was called. And oh, yeah. Was reading, if you yeah. leave the game on it too long or you leave it in rest mode, it can make the frame rate even worse. So every time I yeah. was done for the day or even like done for a small one hour session, I'd turn the game off just to avoid the memory leak. Hmm. Uh, well... We're basically at the end of the spoiler cast, which is good given how long we've been talking about Pokemon, but... Uh, to to I, round us off, Patrick, give us your, like, full overall thoughts, like yeah, me that, and that's, Steve that's what just say. did. Why, 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 don't we just, why don't we just take uh, what's left of Steve's 55 seconds from the start of this and, and just sort of wrap, wrap it up with a bow after we've tripped down memory lane what our, what our final overall thoughts are. Um, my overall thoughts. This is either... So I still think Oras is my favorite Pokemon game. This is probably my second favorite Pokemon game. Mm. Uh, I played it almost entirely docked, uh, almost entirely without sound as well. I, I plugged sound in for, for you, particular parts. You're actually parts. missing out because this OST is really good. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. It's just an unfortunate limitation of how I play Switch. Yeah. Um, but I, so even despite that, really enjoyed the sound. I only had two... I own, yeah, out of all the hours I played, which I think is in the 30s at the moment, it's been a while since I played it, so I don't have an up-to-date uh, hour count, but I'm pretty sure it's in the 30s, and I've only had two crashes. And yes, I've had 
uh, frame rate hits and performance issues and other bits and pieces, but nothing that's actually taken away from the experience. Mm-hmm. Most of the detriments to my experience have been me going, Game Freak, why did you design the game like this? <laughs> Which, yeah. 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 <laughs> so overall, um, I would recommend this to friends that are looking to play Pokemon. I have recommended this to friends that, that are contemplating buying it. Um, I was, I maybe controversially was happy playing, paying full price for it. Uh, despite the performance issues and everything else, I'm not going to defend Game Freak as to how shitty the state of release was for this game. But at least since you know we've played it and stuff, Game Freak themselves have come out and said, yeah, this wasn't acceptable. We are working to patch it and make it better. So good to see on that Yay, front. Yeah, patch culture. Yeah, yes. I, very. It would be very better if it wasn't playing. just like, you know, it'd be better if this was before they released it rather than afterwards because a lot of this should have been picked up beforehand. Anyway. Um, but I, I really liked a lot of what they did. Uh, as I said, some of the stuff that I didn't like wasn't that detrimental to my experience. There's still a laundry list of things that I wish they would add. The top of that list is still voice acting, but, uh, overall, if Auras sits at a 9.5 or even a 10 out of 10 is a game for me, I don't think I can ever give it a 10 because Battle Frontier where, but if Auras sits at a 9.5, I'd, with all the issues, probably still give this, uh, as 8.5 to 9. And I am very happy with it. And it's been really cool seeing that all of the stuff that I wanted in a Pokemon game after playing Pokemon Legends colon Arceus and how close that got, that this game got so much closer. And that mm, hopefully, yeah. if this is the direction that they're taking the series in, that they push even closer to what I will hopefully come out with the next one and say, this is a game on par with Auras because to me, that's still the benchmark. Yeah. Uh, Seth, any, any final thoughts from you? Okay, I'm so glad you went to me because I feel like Steve's going to end this on a positive note and I'm going to actually be mean with my score. <laughs> so, in going... 7 out of 10, too much water. Thanks, Seth. Steve, what about you? So, so If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything else at all. Yeah, true. I agree that this is up there for some of the best Pokemon games like that fourth axe um, that fourth storyline is some of the best writing that Pokemon's had since Gen 5, I feel. The terrestrialization mechanic is a lot of fun. Like, it's causing so much of a headache in the competitive scene, but I don't care about the competitive scene. No, no, no. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, no, it's such a good thing. And it's, it's uh, that extra bit of spice that the um, games kind of, like, since they've, been, yeah, since they've been doing gimmicks, this is like the right spice to spice up with the gimmicks. Running around the world's a lot of fun. The story and characters are great. I love all the characters in this. I love the gym leaders and the Elite Four. Um, the Pokédex is one of the best Pokédexes in the series. It's just a shame that there's the the quality of life stuff like voice acting and uh, the legendary markers not existing. Hold it back. Um, the technical issues that physically actually hurt me hold it back. So I want to the in terms of game quality, I want to give this like an 8.5 or a 9 out of 10, but I'm going to bring it all the way down to a 5 out of 10 for all those things that they did this on and just tech issues being in a stage that is totally unacceptable. So let, let's say they fix just the tech issues. There's still the same quality of life issues, no legendary markers or that. If they just make the tech side better, what would that change your score to? Probably a 9 out of 10. And so on the back of it being 5 out of 10, were you happy paying full price? And if not, what price would you have been happy with paying for this? I, so yeah, I'm still happy paying full price for this and having um, gone through it at release. I think 
just the experience. Wow, that just- happy paying full price for a game you gave five out of ten to. Steve, you want to like hand some copium to Seth real quick? <laughs> yeah, it definitely yeah, does feel like that. It's it's all the experience stuff that's in the game itself that made it worth paying for. Like this, the characters, the story, the gameplay, all of that does come up together to make it worth it. It's just God, it released in such a bad state that I have to be mean. The game really made you feel like Arvin's dead dad or mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> more, more like, like it made me feel like the deadbeat parent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I honestly don't think the um, the performance issues are that bad. Like seeing all of it happen online and stuff was. Oh, like I had a couple of friends be like, "Oh, like, should I actually get this?" Because I was quite upfront with bragging to my friends that I took the day off work um, to play this game. <laughs> Did you brag um, to work about it? I told my manager I was a game was coming out and she asked me what game and I was like the new Pokemon game and he's like, hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, see you later. Glad you asked. Uh, but and a lot of my friends are like, oh, I'm seeing a lot of stuff online. How does it actually run up, run? And like, I, I thought it was, there's like a, a lot of slowdown. Uh, maybe because I played Arceus at the start of the year, I was sort of half expecting it, to be honest. Um, and it's, the big question for me is rather, is it a problem with the Switch? Um, and it not being able to handle it, which is unlikely because you got games like Xenoblade Chronicles, like two, which came out a fu- and Breath of the Wild, which came out a fair while ago. But I think I think that sorry to interrupt, but I think being a Pokemon game where they have to render in all these Pokemon adds on top of like what would normally uh, open world game would handle. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say like maybe it's Game Freak being lazy, but then at the same time, the time and attention to detail they've put into the actual Pokemon models themselves. And how much of that is actually on screen at the same time. Um, it just might be one of those things. Just it's a bit of both. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I'm as a general rule of thumb, I'm not really a big fan of open world games. Um, I find them uh, a semi lazy uh, because it's just sort of an open environment. Do what you want. It's your choice. I'm like, no, you're the game. You tell me what to do, big fella. Um, it's unfortunate the gym leaders don't scale, so you can sort of go in the wrong area. But then at the same time, if you're in the wrong area, everything throttles you, so you're like, okay, I'm just not going to go to that area. The frame rate issues are pretty rough. It sort of does knock it down a little bit for me. Um, I did have one game crash, but with the autosave, it happens all, like there's saving all the time, so I didn't really lose any progress. It does feel like that post-game is missing a bit, but not really enough for me to sort of really care about it. So I reckon it's an eight. Like I. The game's there. It's really good. Some people got more graphical performance issues than I did. Um, I was playing it docked, so maybe that sort of helped me. I was also playing it docked, for the record. Yeah, like, I, it's, it's, it just needed that bit of extra polish, but the extra polish for me is sort of uh, icing on the cake rather than the cake hey, itself well, being well, good. Uh, well, uh, you mean a condiment on the sandwich, you know, if, if we're, oh, of course, if we're using sorry, a, yeah. uh, a nice ham and speak. Yeah, it's a it's a ham sandwich, um, but the polish would be the cheese and ham sandwich. Um, where do you reckon they get ham from? Sorry, champagne, jam and cheese. Oh yeah, we never we never talked about that, but the yeah, fact that ham is canonically say. in the game, uh, I have to assume Lechonk, and that makes me sad. I well, think the they actually canonically show that yeah, Pokemon are just used as food every now and then. Well, you got well, I know that with eat. like um, Magikarp gets gets eaten all the time and stuff, but it's just like. You, you you have everything you need to build what would basically be a Big Mac in Spain. What what do you kill? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it's it definitely does feel like there are some things missing, like voice acting, like there are those CG scenes at the start and at the end. 
Those CG little... scenes are the worst defenders about needing voice acting. Yeah, like the, the characters' mouths are moving. Like it's it it definitely feels like as if they're was voice acting and they just didn't put it in. It's very, very strange. But at the same time, I didn't expect voice act- acting. So I'm not going to order a Big Mac and the complain when it doesn't have chicken on it. Um, if it did have chicken on it, fantastic. But I didn't expect it. So there's so many times your hopes can get dashed. So saying that, it's probably, I'd even say it's probably my favorite Pokemon game. So I'd probably give it nine, depending on the DLC that comes out. And then I'll sort of, Take it as a whole package because I thought the when, DLC. When you for... finally get the last twenty percent of the map. Yeah, I know. Um, but I thought the DLC for Sword and Shield were fucking disappointing as shit, um, and I, that really impacted the overall experience of the game for me. So, as much as I fucking hate to say it, because I shouldn't be hedging my bets on DLC that may or even may not come out, but as it stands, the base game nine out of ten, probably my favorite. Until they do a black and white remake, then let's come back and talk. Hold, hold on, Patrick, you also gave it a 9 out of 10, right? Uh, it was floating between 8.5 and 9. Okay, let's, uh, let, let's round it up to 9. Only round up. No half marks here. Man, you're, we're not going to count your marks, F, because it's um, the outlier. <laughs> it's not statistically significant. Yeah, it doesn't count. Josh didn't like this game. That's why I wish he was here. Because I get the feeling we would have just been yelling at him for fucking four hours. Well, I mean, like, the, the thing with Josh is that Josh really liked it and then really didn't. And I want to know what changed on his path and on his descent into madness. Yeah, like, that, that first that first day, like, he was literally, like, um, the message he was sending, I thought, In like, he was the first ten minutes, the by time. the way, which is where you're yeah, just yeah, literally, walking. He hadn't, he hadn't done anything. He's, well, he's the best Pokemon game ever. And I'm sitting there because I stayed up until midnight to play it. And I'm like... What have you done? Like, how did you get it early, man? Like, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see that turning point. I reckon it was the bugs for him. Um, I, I reckon he just like got bored halfway through. I, I reckon it was that same thing you have where it's like, oh, open world, do whatever you want. And at first it was like, oh, this is really cool. And then he got bored halfway through. So th- this is harping back to like three or four episodes ago. And I think about it all the fucking time, Pat, when you said um, games that let me use my imagination are bad because I have no imagination. Um, it's that. <laughs> I think about all the fucking time. Every time I boot up Animal Crossing to do my fucking chores, I'm like, oh, I'm sure everybody loves this game. I just, it's not for me. Um, and maybe that's because it gives you too much choice. I don't like it. Tell me what to do. I like being micromanaged. Micromanage me, daddy. So the official FTL uh, average ranking for this game is 7.6 out of 10. 7.6. Yep, <laughs> uh, but it do be like that. That's a pass mark. 7.6 out of 10 had just enough water. <laughs> actually this game didn't have a lot of water though it was all on the coast there was a couple of rivers in the middle yeah you, you actually had to go out of your way to go to water because it was like basically a cir- circle of um, land and then an ocean around you mm. but then every time you entered the water Volutza from across the map was like I've just popped in and I'm about to smack a bitch <laughs> literally Bolton Volusa. oh that's right that was funny as well <laughs> I fucking love Kofu Kofu was my yeah. second favourite gym leader yeah, he was true. Right. Well, I think that concludes the uh, Wait. <clears throat> first <laughs> and only. <laughs> no, no, don't Pokemon. say only. Maybe. Uh, oh, for Pokemon. Uh, only, only for now. <laughs> <laughs> only for now. Maybe there's another spoiler cast in the future. Depends on if there's ever a game that releases where all four of us are like, yeah, I'm getting that day one. Or, or if it's Never Speed Unbound and I accidentally talk for long enough for the four of us. Accidentally, after you're talking about it, I'm very close to getting it. Um, You simultaneously turn me off it and turn me on it at the same time. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. 
So, so fun facts, Patrick. I actually went through and tried to remove every instance of you referring back to Need for Speed in that last episode. <laughs> Did so- Seth succeed? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Uh, it was. It sounded like you were about to say something else. No, no, I didn't have anything else to say. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Hopefully, this gives you a perhaps slightly too in depth look, but um, we'll we'll try and timestamp stuff together that way. Uh, I don't know why I'm explaining this at the tail end because you probably just listened through everything. But um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. It would be really cool to get people's feedback on this sort of spoiler casty format because uh this is quite a bit of a departure from the regular scheduled programming uh we will be back to regular schedule uh, regular scheduled programming um next next week we got one more episode right before, yeah, before next week out. and then we take a two-week break for christmas next week before we take a break for christmas so uh yeah back to back to the usual order of things next week but uh, at least until then, we won't we won't do a, a what's in store next week because pff, we're amazing enough to to uh, even get this far. And you know what? Talking about what's up next week is, sounds like it's part of the regularly scheduled programming, which of course this is not. So uh, at least until we resume with a standard uh, garden variety episode of Fast Travel Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us on this extra special faster travel through the lounge. Uh, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by. Seth and Steve, and until next time, wow, already screwed up the outro. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Goodbye. Happy birthday, Netherlands football team. Can't believe you won the World Cup.